I want to do my Charlie Brown like holiday dance. And sitting beside her, of course, is one Ray Ora. Yep, right? yep, yep. What's up, PlayStation? <laughs> Oh my gosh. And uh, yeah, so everybody's rocking and donning their their favorite uh, Christmas stuff. So I I, I had to wear mine again today. But anyway, guys, it is great to see you here today. We are uh, one day away from uh, Christmas. They're saying Um, no sound. Oh, no, there's sound. Oh, okay. Uh, We are one day away from from Christmas Eve. We are one day away from Christmas Eve. So uh, we're all reckoning it out. Uh, there's not going to be a regular John Campion show tomorrow, but there will be a show. Like, I'm going to do one solo myself tomorrow. We're going to give uh, everybody else a day off tomorrow, but we're going to have one for anybody who's kicking around on Christmas Eve. But listen, guys, we have a ton of stuff to talk about here today. John Wick 4 gets moved a lot. Vincent D'Onofrio apparently just confirmed that he's not the same kingpin as he is in Daredevil. Batgirl is getting... A little bit more star power with Michael Keaton. Does that mean he's replacing Ben Affleck in the DCEU? Maybe yes, maybe no. I'm going to give my thoughts on The Matrix. There's a new trailer for Uncharted. Oh my (laughs) gosh. There's a lot of stuff here to talk about here today. Anyway, guys, it's great to have you here. And here's how today's show is going to go. We're going to break it down into two halves. The first half of the show, we're going to take some predetermined topics. Then in the second half of the show, we're going to take your live comments and your live questions. Now, if you have a comment and you're watching live and you got to be watching live, but if you're watching live, you have a comment, thought, opinion, whatever, that not a question, comment, thought, or opinion, not a question. You can use the YouTube uh, chat, super chat feature to send that in. And we'll read off those comments of yours. Once we get to the end of the main topics. However, if you have a question for the show that you'd like read on the show and answered, or brought up on a companion video, simply go down into the description of this video and you'll see a tip link. Click on that there or enter it in manually at www.streamelements.com slash movieblogtv slash tip. You'll be getting your question read on a show if, of course, we deem your question appropriate to be read on the show. And, of course, you'll be supporting the channel at the same time and all of us involved with the John Campia Show. Thank you guys so very much for your support. Also, a little bit of house cleaning. Don't forget, guys, that you can also get the John Campus Show in an audio-only format. Maybe you're commuting, maybe you're at work, maybe you're at the gym, and you need an audio version. Good news, there is the John Campus Show podcast. That's just an audio-only version of this show right here. It's on all podcasting apps. Just go on your favorite podcasting app of choice, search for the show, and subscribe to it today so it's there when you need it. All right, guys. With that down, let's get into a couple of off-the-tops here, shall we? And the first off-the-top is this. Now, of course, with Kingpin popping up in Hawkeye, which, uh, yeah, uh, I wish Hawkeye was better. Uh, Anyway, I wish they stuck the landing. If they had delivered a really good finale, I think I would have liked the show overall, but I thought it was kind of a weak thing. But one of the continuous questions that come up is, is this Vincent D'Onofrio the same Kingpin from the Netflix show? Is it the exact same one? Is it just that guy with the story continued? Kevin Feige has kind of implied in the past that it's not, but they've never really said either way. I believe it's not. But now Vincent D'Onofrio was asked in an interview with TV line, kind of straight up about it. Like, is this the guy or not? And basically he kind of sounds like he confirms that he's not. This is basically what he says. There are obviously things that we cannot connect Well, it's because he's not the same guy. There are obviously things that we can't connect. For instance, this version of Kingpin is stronger. But as far as how I played him and the history that I carry myself from and into Hawkeye, 
he's the same guy. So there obviously are things we cannot connect. For instance, this one's stronger. Actually, he talks about that a little bit more at the beginning of the paragraph when he says, obviously in Hawkeye, he is physically stronger and can take more physical abuse. But emotionally, and as far as the history that was discussed, it was done with an eye on trying to connect as many dots from Daredevil to Hawkeye as we can or as possible, D'Onofrio says. There are obviously things that we cannot connect. For instance, he's stronger, but as far as how I played him, and the history that I carry myself from and into Hawkeye, he's the same guy. So he's being a little bit ambiguous here, and I wouldn't put a million dollars on it, but to me, when I read that, when he says, look, there are obviously things we can't connect. Well, if he's the same Kingpin, then you can connect everything. But obviously, there are things we can't connect. This version of Kingpin is stronger. He can take more physical abuse. That's what this version of Kingpin can do. But as far as how I played him, I try to play him and connect as many dots to the Daredevil series as much as I can. So we got McHugh'd. Yeah, a little bit. And then a little bit later down in the interview as well, he starts talking about that, you know, I left Daredevil behind years ago. He says all that kind of stuff and whatever. So, I mean, look, am I willing to put a million dollars that we're never going to hear Kevin Feige come out and say that, oh, yeah, this is definitely not you know, the kingpin from the Netflix. I'm not willing to put a million dollars on it. But before hearing D'Onofrio's words, it seems pretty clear to me that it's a different one. By the way, we're going to talk a little bit about Colleen Wing here in a little bit, who, of course, um, that was played by the actress Jessica uh, Henwick in Iron Fist, the, another of the Netflix shows. And we're going to be talking about how the, the, she's another kind of proof that D'Onofrio's Kingpin isn't the same one because she almost got a role in Shang-Chi, which, of course, eliminates her character, Colleen Wing, from anything else if she was in Shang-Chi. But we're going to talk about that in just a little bit, a little bit else. So, okay, look, you could be if we wanted to play semantics, you could maybe find a way you might be able to find your way around semantically to find somehow that this is him saying that he is the same Kingpin. To me, as soon as he says, obviously... We can't connect all the dots. This is a stronger kingpin. This is a kingpin who can take a lot more physical punishment. But the way I played him, just the way he said that, the way I played him emotionally, he said, it's the same guy. So to me, that's him pretty much confirming that he's not. But I'm not willing to put a million bucks. Kim, you hear his words. When you hear him say that, because I just want to know, when you hear him say, there are obviously things that we can't connect. For instance, he's stronger. Obviously, in the show, he's physically stronger and take more physical abuse. But emotionally, as far as the history is discussed, we try to connect as many dots. I, I know. When you hear him right now, do you think he's the same kingpin from the Netflix series? Or do you believe he's saying that he's not? How do you see it right now? Honestly, the way I see it is that, like me, Ray, I think Ray made it up yesterday. He got McHugh'd. McHugh'd. He got, <laughs> he got McHugh'd. He got that MCU juice into him. I think he can be the same kingpin with a, with a double shot. You know what I'm saying? Um, just amped up. I think it's kind of clear now as they're bringing different characters from different universes your characters are great. We like you. But if you come into our universe, you're getting juiced up. So he very well may be the same one. I'm thinking he might be the same one. Really? But you see, that, it's, it's but, so fascinating here. But you got juiced up. You, you got McHugh'd. You got juiced up. Right. He didn't come in and go, for, hey, for man, those who, For those who I'm don't Kingpin. know what Kim he is talking about when voice. she says McHugh'd, um, yesterday's show, 
uh, Ray made up that word yes, based on MCU word. and the, yeah, the MCU. So oh, actually, yeah, someone in the chat did, but someone then, in the chat. Okay, I, yeah. Then I you said it, and we instead instead of saying MCU, he said you got McCued. <laughs> so that, just just so you know what Kim Kimberly's talking about. Which so sorry, go, please continue. I just want to like, make sure audience knew what we were talking Kimberly about. Kimberly is on something today. No, it's a real word that is not a real word. So there. <laughs> um, but I think I think it. Look, if he changed the voice, like I said, if he came in and was like. Hey, where's Hawkeye? Okay, you're a different guy. Or if he all of a sudden had a deep accent that wasn't there before, or he or he had, you know, more of a limp with the cane. If he had something that was, you know, drastic, I would go, okay, different guy. I mean, obviously the Hawaiian shirt, like what what the, the what, tracksuit mafia. What are you doing? The beaded curtains, um, <laughs> the tacky decor. You mean everything else about him? So tacky. You were so tacky. <laughs> um his fashion sense went down and his strength went up. So he got he got me cued in my opinion. All right. And there's there's a lot of people out there who think that. There's a lot of people out there. Now, again, to me, when you add this with the fact that they were just gonna get Jessica, who is Colleen Wing in the mm -hmm. Netflix universe, and they were just gonna change her character and make her somebody else to me, that just kind of doubles down that Kevin Feige is not bringing the Netflix thing into canon. But Kevin Feige does Kevin Feige things, so it's not knows? It's not what Doctor Strange said. They're all coming in. No, they are not. Only the <laughs> ones that we want to be here are coming in. So, so they are not all coming so let me, in. Oh, wait, let, let me clarify, let me, let me press you on this a little bit. Yes. So you're thinking they may bring in the same Kingpin but other things that doesn't necessarily mean that other things in the Netflix universe are canon. So you're saying that some things in the Netflix universe are canon and some things are not canon. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Isn't that essentially that's saying this I'm is saying. kind of a different guy then? Like if it's either well, that I'm, world exists or it doesn't? I'm totally agreeing that there are differences. Right. I mean, so, obviously, I mean yeah, obviously, there are, some obviously yeah, there are differences, but I feel like in terms of um, the way he was, the way he spoke, you know, his presence, it wasn't, different enough to me to go oh this is a total totally different iteration of this character well that's consistent with what he said when he said but emotionally that i tried to play him the same way that to me is the important part was that the emotion that, he was because trying to that's the, the core the of the character everything else is i in my opinion everything else is icing on the cake but the cake is still the same you know what i'm saying right. because it's because really it's the core of the character i mean if if you find out um, that something changed and this one had a brother who died and that's why he's the way he is. And you're like, well, where the hell did that come from? That's, that's different. So just to be clear, if there's, if there's comes a conversation with Kingpin in the MCU at some point mm -hmm. and he talks about his history, he will mention, I was involved with a woman named Vanessa yeah. and I used to fight Daredevil and I had this confrontation with Punisher in prison. So you're, you're believing this is that same guy. This is one continuity. I'm believing that it's okay. that same guy. And you're not alone. You're but that he's going to be, but he's, but he's MCU juiced up. But he's MCU you know what juiced I'm saying? up with an Hawaiian shirt and the tracksuit mafia. Just very, you could not make that fashion. Just very tacky. Okay. Well, listen, <laughs> I, I think there are going to be other people out there who believe that as well. I the mean, only, I, I don't at all. Ray, what about you? The only thing is like, why would they bring the same actor if there wasn't some elements they wanted to bring from the Netflix version or something? I, I think for fan service, I think it's the same reason that they brought in the same actor who played Quicksilver in the X-Men right, thing okay. and brought him in there. And okay, the, that wasn't you know, that's Ralph what, yeah. So, I mean. I, again, I think it's fan. I think it's Kevin Feige fan service that people wanted to see, mm -hmm. you know, Charlie Cox in this yeah. universe. So Kevin Feige comes out and says Charlie Cox is going to be our daredevil. Yeah. People want to see almost more. I, I don't think I'm out of line to say 
I think even more people wanted to see Vincent D'Onofrio continue to play Kingpin than even wanted Charlie Cox playing Daredevil. Like, I know I'm one of them. Like, I love him as Kingpin. Real, so, I think they could have done, I, I think they could have brought Charlie Cox in and changed Kingpin and people would be, would have been more pleased with that than having the same Kingpin and a different Charlie. Nah, but, nah. but can you imagine people a different Matt King Murdock? Do you think people wouldn't be uh, let's put this more way. disturbed by that and go, uh, how the hell are you going to bring back Kingpin? And now I got to look at this blonde guy well, playing work, Matt Murdock. Completely the opposite as well. They'd say, how can you possibly bring in the guy who played Daredevil and not bring back Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin? I see that. To point. a lot of people, yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio was the best part of Daredevil. And, and I say that with all due respect to Stardust alum, Charlie Cox. Thank you so much for that movie, by the way, Charlie. Um, Stardust, and all due respect to Charlie Cox, who is yeah. great as Matt oh, Murdock. Yeah. Fantastic. But Vincent D'Onofrio was born to play Kingpin. I mean, the way he played him is just like one of the, my favorite characters like ever on television. But I don't know. Are, are, are we allowed to um, talk about spoilers yet or no? Is From it? what? Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's days okay, old Okay. Well... I'm thinking, well, I said it after we watched it. I said, this is why they brought him in. We're never going to see him again. What yeah, do you think and, about that? Yeah, there's some people who don't think we're going to see him because again. Because why yeah. recast him? Why, re you know, just if point. they recasted him, like, and then, because, like, I really think he's done. This was just a one and done. Right. So you think that gunshot he actually Yeah, died. yeah, this is a one and done. That's what I, I think, because, like, I don't know. It just makes sense to me to do it that way. Hmm. All right. So there's a, it's like, even in this room, there's a lot of different opinions. So you can imagine <laughs> the diversity of opinions amongst the fandom, right? Everything from he definitely didn't die to yes, it's one and done to yes, it's the same Netflix to yes, it's not the same as Netflix. There's a whole bunch of stuff still up in the air that we will find out as we go along. Anyway, guys, question is for you. What do you think about this at this moment? Jump down into the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. All right, guys, with that down, Let's move on to another off the top here, shall we? And that is this. You know, one of the movies that not a lot of people seem to be looking forward to, but I really am, is Uncharted. I, I, they put out the first trailer. First of all, I love the casting. I love, uh, I mean, I'm a big fan of Tom Holland. I think even in movies that I don't like, you know an actor's really good when you watch a movie you don't like, but you love certain actors in it. And like, you take a movie like Cherry, I thought Tom Holland was fantastic i mean I, I thought he really like flexed a lot of his acting muscles in that movie i thought he was great even though i didn't think the movie was great overall now, obviously he's fantastic as spider-man i thought he was an inspired choice to play drake in uncharted now i know a lot of people wanted nathan fillion and i love nathan fillion good canadian kid aaron cummings right now is working with nathan fillion on his show the rookie oh, that's right lucky girl can't wait to watch those episodes um so but the reality is Nathan Fillion is almost 50. Or he he might even be in his... I don't know how old he is. Hey, Google. How old is Nathan Fillion? Sorry to everybody who... Nathan Fillion is 50 years old. Okay, oh, so he is 50. So, sorry, I take it back. So Nathan Fillion's 50. That doesn't mean he can't play anything, but you can't start a brand new, what you want to be a long-term action franchise with Nathan Fillion playing the role. As great as that little fan film was that he did with slang, Stephen Lang in there as Sully, which was great. As fun as that little fan film was, you can't you can't do it. So I have really been looking forward to this movie quite a bit. And a brand new trailer for it has come out today. And it is more wacky, more fun. There are flying pirate ships in this thing. Flying pirate ships. 
in this trailer. I just thought the whole thing looked really fun. I can see if I can, where's the, the damn flying pirate ships? Where is it? Oh, there they are. They're flying pirate ships. I like, if I wasn't already on board, flying pirate ships has me hooked. Um, I think it carries the sense of fun that I got from the games. Some of the shots are like directly right, like ripped right from the games, oh. stuff like that. I think the dynamics between Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland are going to be really good. I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. Now, granted, we've seen lots of great trailers to terrible movies. <clears throat> Matrix 4. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a little bit. We've seen lots of good trailers to terrible movies. But I, I got to tell you right now, for me, I thought this trailer was fun. You know, the job of a trailer we talk all the time is about taking your interest level, no matter how high or how low it is, and bump it up a bit. And I was already pretty damn interested in this movie, but it made me even more excited. And Antonio Banderas, with his voice, much blood was spilled. I'm like, no, it's Antonio, too sexy. Too sexy, <laughs> Antonio. Too sexy. I I love Antonio Banderas playing the heavy. Um, I'm on board with this. I know a lot of people look at me funny when I say that. I don't give a damn. I think this movie looks like a lot of fun. I can't wait to watch it. I think this trailer was pretty sharp. Uh, not as good as, like, say, the Matrix trailer or, or things like yeah. that, but I thought it was a very, very solid trailer. Kim, you had a chance to check out the trailer today. What do you think about it? It was so fun. I have this weird habit that when you have three nephews, of course they point out your weird habits to you, where when something's really fun and I'm looking at the screen, I'm like, I'm like I have this weird look of and my my nephew's like close your mouth. <laughs> but like honestly, I get really involved in the awe and the wonder. I love whimsy. I love an event type of film and this just looks like a ride. It looks like a mix between um a little bit of Indiana Jones, a dash of Pirates of the Caribbean and a whole lot of um Da Vinci Code. And I'm here for it. It just looks like a good time, a fun time, and I was more excited seeing the second trailer with those ships. I I would definitely have that. <laughs> My mouth was agape and I was like on wonder. The eyes got big and I get all. Um, so I'm really excited to see it. I think it's going to be a good time. How cool was that shot? As first of all, you have two flying pirate ships. We can care about it. And then the swashbucklers, like in the old pirate movies, the Errol <laughs> Flynn movies, swinging over from one pirate ship to the next. I'm like, I am so here for this. this it. it just looks so good. I actually, I'm curious, Ray. You had a chance to watch this oh, trailer this morning. This PlayStation movie. <laughs> <laughs> Says the no, Xbox the, man. Uh, no, no, no. No, I actually wasn't interested at all. The only interest I had was because I knew Tom Holland and uh, Mark Wahlberg were in it. And I think right. they could do uh, good things. But um, after this trailer, I got I got a little bit of interest now. I got to <laughs> see a little bit more because I'm, you know, you know me, John. I'm not into these types of movies. The Indiana Jones, I've never seen any of them. Be, really? You yep. never saw any of the Indiana Jones films? Yeah, I know, man. I'm just digging myself a hole here with all the things I haven't watched. But yeah, I haven't seen any of the Indiana Jones. It's just like I stick you with I stick with my genres. That's why. And yeah. maybe that's that's the that's the bullshit part of me that like is like I will not like that because. But every time I've been told that I don't like a certain thing, and like let's say you and Anne are watching it, and I have to sit there and look at it, I'm like. That movie's pretty good. You know, Anna never, I I think Anna never watched Indiana Jones either until I started introducing her to yeah, it. Yeah, see? Really? We, yeah. Uh, when we were kids, we were like, we just watched cartoons all the time. Right. My little cousin, you know, um, Lucky. Yeah, Lucky, uh, Cousin right? Lucky. Yeah. He's the one who would bring and watch Star Trek, 
Star Wars, Indiana Jones, and he would always put the VHS tape in. Yeah. And then we would just leave. <laughs> oh, my God. And play outside. Oh. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's because it was too long back then, too. Those movies were too long for me. <laughs> Who knows? But, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm a little interested in this now. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm pretty looking forward to this. I think this looks pretty fun. Anyway, guys, question is for you. Did you have a chance to watch the Uncharted, the brand new Uncharted trailer that's just dropped? If so, what did you think? Maybe you're not looking forward to this movie at all. Maybe you're th looking forward to a lot. Whatever you guys are feeling, jump on down to the comment section below and leave your thoughts there. All right, guys. With that down, let's do one more off the top here, and that is this. You know, we just had Jason Reitman just put out a wonderful Ghostbusters Afterlife movie. So much fun. Uh, he did such a good job for it. Of course, they surprised us with it several months ago at uh, CinemaCon in Las Vegas. They kind of just said, oh, by the way, we're going to show you the movie right now. We're like, what? And then they showed us the whole movie. It's so fun. It was a true follow-up to the original Ghostbusters films. And there's a brand new, to commemorate this Ghostbusters movie coming out on home video, Sony is putting out the Ghostbusters Ultimate Set. It is a set, I think it's like an eight-disc set or something like that, six-disc set, something that has all the Ghostbusters and a ton of behind-the-scene footage and everything. Except there's one Ghostbusters movie not being included in it. And that's the 2016 Paul Feige, or uh, Paul Feig, I should say, Paul Feig's Ghostbusters. A movie which I still to this day do not think is as dumpster fire awful as some people make it out to be. It's not a horrible movie. It's not a good movie either, <laughs> but it's, it's not an outrageously horrible. There are some good laughs in it and it's got some charm and it, some of the things in it work, but it's not good. I mean, what well, didn't work for you with that movie? Because I actually liked it. Did you like that one? I see, because there's things Mr. to like I in it. I didn't see no Indiana I know, Jones. man. What am I? Am I <laughs> but I love me some Ghostbusters with the I'm ladies. I'm not supposed to be here is what that's telling me. <laughs> I, here's the thing. It's just the narrative was weak. They played so much on like every single frame seemed to have us. Look, everybody who recognized that from the original Ghostbusters movie and look, Ooh, there's Bill Murray and ooh, look, there's this. And, and it just, it almost became a, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a sat. Well, in a way, yeah, it kind of became a satire of itself mm. and it just kind of didn't work. I thought Chris Hemsworth was hilarious in it, to be he honest so with you. He was so damn funny. In he that. was funny in it, but overall the film didn't work. Well, yeah, so they're doing this new Ultimate DVD Blu-ray box, and they're not including it. And apparently, Paul Feig, who is a great director, by the way, he did a movie like two two or three years ago with... Um, the Blake Lively with one? With Blake Lively and... On, on a, uh, Anna, Anna, Anna... Kendrick. Yes. And Anna Kendrick called A Simple Favor, which, <laughs> guys, if you have not seen A Simple Favor... So good. It is a brilliantly made movie. It's fun. It's it's entertaining. It's got a great story. Fantastic. Henry characters. Golding is in it. Yes, Henry right? Golding oh, is yeah, in yeah. it. Yeah, he's kind of like yeah. the guy. He's the dude. Yeah. It is a wonderful film. Like I mean, Paul Feig, he can direct. You may not like that that Ghostbusters, but I'm telling you what, Paul Feig can direct some really good movies. He really can. But apparently, he's pretty upset. Oh. So much so that he's gone public to call out Sony for not including. His uh, his thing there, Paul Feig came out and said, um, Sony, 
I know this must be a mistake. We do have a lot of fans and Bill, Dan and Ernie were in it and it won the kids choice awards. Hold up everything, everybody time out. It won the kids choice awards. You put some damn respect on this movie's name. You put some damn respect on this movie's name. It won the kids choice award. Damn it. Does he walk around into McDonald's carrying his Kids' Choice Awards? Do I get a free Happy Toy? Oh my God! Because my Kids' <laughs> Choice Awards. Anyway, let me let's continue on. Uh, we're in a, and it won the Kids' Choice Awards for Best Feature Film the year it came out. That's got to mean something, John. Got to mean something. So I guess this was just an oversight. Hashtag We Are All Ghostbusters. Um, yeah, look, I have met <clears throat> Paul Feig on a number of occasions. He is a delightful, honestly, wonderful guy. I am a big fan of many of his films. I I think he is a a truly gifted, talented director. I mean, he's not on Denis Villeneuve, Christopher Nolan, Antoine Foucault. I don't put him up there, but he is a very good director who's directed some really good films, and I respect him a lot. But here's the thing. I don't think this Ghostbusters, 2016 Ghostbusters, was kept out of the ultimate collection because people hate it. I personally think it was left out of the ultimate connection collection because Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2 and Ghostbusters Afterlife are all one story. Yes. They're all the same cinematic universe. They're all mm. one story. They're all tied together. It is the same Bill Murray in Ghostbusters 1 and Ghostbusters 2 and Ghostbusters Afterlife. It is not the same one that he plays it's not the same character he plays in Ghostbusters 2016. So, I mean, I get if you're Paul Feig and you've taken a lot of shit over the years about Ghost. He's he look, he's taken so much shit over that movie. And I'm sure it probably just irritates him at this point. And I get maybe get feeling like your feathers are a little bit ruffled when they call it the ultimate Ghostbusters collection. And they don't put your Ghostbusters movie in it. I number one, you don't go public with it. Don't don't make it public. Like, take care of your business behind closed doors. Get on the phone, call Rothman or call somebody and express your displeasure. It, it, it nothing positive will get accomplished by you making it public. You're either just going to make other people look bad, or you're going to make yourself look bad, or both. And it's just nothing positive comes out of it. Nothing gets accomplished. But I also. The, the, I, Although I do, as much as I like Paul Feig, I got to say, we won the Kids' Choice Awards. Like He was proud. He, he was, was proud, very proud. Proud moment for him. I mean, hell, I've never won a Kids' Choice Award. Hey. I suppose if I did, I'd be very proud of it, too. I mean, <laughs> hell, I, I, you can see it. I can where see now your, the kids. Bring on the filthy. There it is right there. My, my YouTube silver plaque. Woo! Woo! <laughs> right there. I got my, my Academy Web Television Awards over there. Woo! That's I mean, awesome. I never won a That's Kids' Choice awesome. Award. I suppose if I did, I'd be carrying it around too. Make a big deal out of it. But yeah, number one, I think he should have never made this public. I get feeling a little bit upset and a little bit slighted. Never should have made it public. Number two, I really don't think this is a commentary on his movies. The commentary is that these other movies are one continuity. They're one continuous story. And yours was kind of a one-off Elseworlds kind of a thing. So... I don't know. You you heard his response here, Kim. What did you think about it? Um, first of all, I, I, no, first of all, I should ask: Do you think they should have included it in the ultimate set? Well, ultimate set 
uh, Ghostbusters. I want to go to there. How soon can I get my hands on that? Uh, two, no, they shouldn't have included it, and he shouldn't take it personally. This is about legacy. This is really about legacy. It's not, I don't believe it's a slight. I don't believe it's saying we only recognize in this world, this universe here, there's only three Ghostbusters. I don't think it's saying a message at all. I think it's saying this is about legacy. One, 1984, 1989, and, and 2001, it's one story. And it would even be a little bit different if the Bill Murray was the same character um, in the 2016 version, but it's just not. He's just not. I mean, even Ernie Hudson, what was he, a limo driver? You know, he was the girl's uncle. They're not the same character, so it's not a slight, and I appreciate what Paul, um, I keep wanting to say Feige. Um, Feig. Feig, thank you. I appreciate what he's done. I like his movies. Damn if he can't wear a suit. This, don't take <laughs> it personally. Please don't take it personally. This is about legacy. The Reitmans had a legacy that they started um, 37 years ago. And this is just keeping it in the family, keeping it all together. So don't take it personally. But but don't get on social and yeah, and, and show us how butthurt you are. Mm -mm. Yeah, because no, 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 no. again, tell me one positive thing that's going to come out of this. No, let's just, I wish I could Somebody's go back. Somebody's not going to add it and go, it's now nine disset. set. It's yeah, no, seriously, gonna, I want to I mean, grab him. I want to be able to go back in time and grab him just as about to hit send on his tweet and just ask him, seriously, Paul, what positive thing is going to come out of you sending out this tweet? Do you think Sony's going to go, oh my gosh, we totally forgot about Ghostbusters 2016. You're right, Mr. Feig. Yes, let's put it. No, that's not going to happen. All that's going to happen is it's going to get all the online haters of the Ghostbusters 2016 to start talking again about how much they hate your movie. And nothing good is going to come. You're either going to embarrass yourself, you're going to embarrass Sony, you're going to embarrass both of you. I mean, nothing positive. And adding to it. the conversation of a lot of people, I mean, there were so many haters for so many different reasons. I laughed a lot. I enjoyed it. Chris Helmsworth was magic. Um, I, th I thought it was good. You know, it wasn't perfect, but honestly, nobody's really... Um, a, a lot of the complaints were, you guys made this movie out of a complaint that women aren't in Ghostbusters. And so you're just continuing this narrative of more complaining that you're adding to this movie. Yeah, and I just thought they made it because it was an interesting, fresh I idea. I celebrate your movie, bro. Yeah, I thought I it was celebrate a fresh you. idea. I just didn't think it turned fresh out very idea, well. Great cast. I celebrate your movie, but let's stop attaching yeah. complaints to it. All right, guys, question is for you. What do you think about this? Uh, are you going to get the Ghostbusters Ultimate Collection if it doesn't have Ghostbusters 2016 on it? Are you feeling slighted if you are a member of the Kids' Choice Awards Committee that such damn disrespect is being put on your awards out there? Anyway, guys, however you're feeling about it, jump down to the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. All right, guys, with that down, let's move into our main topics here today. And how do we select our main topics here on the John Campy Show? Well, it's really simple. You see, you guys come up with them. Whenever you come across a big topic issue or story that you guys feel we need to cover as a main topic here on the show, just go anytime 24-7 over to www.thejohncampyshow.com slash contact. Once you guys get there, you're going to see a form. It's absolutely free. Hit submit, and then maybe, just maybe, you might see your submission featured as a main topic here on the John Campia Show. With that down, Kim, what is our first main topic today? All right, guys, our first main topic is coming from Ken Dixon. I've been a huge fan since the AMC days and love the show. Thank you. 
I just read that Top Gun Maverick has made Lionsgate blink and they're moving John Wick Chapter 4 from May 2022 to March 2023. This news dropped conveniently on the same day as Matrix Resurrections released. Coincidence? I think not. I think moving off of that date made sense and I suppose the calendar is full. John... What do you think of John Wick moving off this date and announcing it on the same date as Keanu's other major action franchise? All right. Thanks a lot for saying that in, man. And yeah, listen, I, I John Wick, I adore this franchise. And it's one to me, uh, well, I'm not going to say it gets stronger and stronger because I didn't think John Wick 2 was as good as John Wick 1, but I thought John Wick 3 was the best of the bunch. Like I, I just, I went bananas for John. I still remember Anne and I, going to watch that movie for the first time and we just kept looking at each other like bouncing up and down like it's crazy it's so crazy and storm was in it by the way um, Freaking Halle Berry Halle Let's Berry go. was so good in that yes and John Wick and her were so good together and everything about that but movie the dog, so much to have the dog I, I told you I wouldn't do that but he hurt my dog I get it <laughs> yeah I mean oh the dogs were that. so fun I mean the movie is great and I have been salivating for John Wick 4. Now, there was a time when Matrix 4 and John Wick 4 were supposed to come out on the same day. Right, remember that? Yeah. That was, was right, and yeah. And it was earlier this year. They yes. were supposed to come out on the same day. Yeah. And now we're talking about John Wick 4 maybe not coming out till 2023 now. Okay. Now, look, on the one hand, I get it. Unfortunately, Top Gun Maverick, which looks so good. I cannot wait for them to release the footage that they showed us at CinemaCon a few months ago. It, I, I've been one of these, ah, it's too little too late for another Top Gun movie. And then they showed us like 13, 14, 15 minutes of the movie. I'm like, oh my God, I got to watch this whole movie right now. It looks so good. So look, I get it. Top Gun, John Wick 4, John Wick 4 is going to get run over. We get it. So I get moving off that date. Did you have to move it a year? Why you got to do us like that? Really? A year? It's <sighs> a long time. A anyway, this comes to us from the folks over at Variety who write this. At one point, The Matrix Resurrections and John Wick 4 were set to arrive in theaters on the same day of May 21st, 2021, like <laughs> six months ago, uh, before Matrix moved to December after COVID-19 affected production schedules. Filming on John Wick 4 got underway in June 20th, 2021, after Reeves wrapped up his return as Neo in Lana Wachowski's Matrix sequel. So, yeah, it has been moved now to March of 2023. And... I got to tell you, I, I just don't understand the logic because here's the thing. The law, the John Wick franchise is one you got to capitalize on with momentum. Yes. Right now, I feel like it's been a while since we saw John Wick three. And if you want to care, and let's be honest here, the John Wick franchise, as awesome as it is, and as many fans as it has, these movies do not blow up the box office. These movies don't make $800 million at the box office. I think the last one made three and change. I think it made three sorry. and change, right? I couldn't hear what you said. Oh, sorry. My watch is thinking I'm trying to talk to it. Um, oh, and when I said seriously, my watch thought I was talking uh, to it. Okay. So anyway, it's not like these things blow up the box office. Momentum is one of the things you got to take advantage of. Today feels like it's almost too late. Now we're oh. talking about March of 2023. Oh. <laughs> like, and because, and here's the other thing. Nobody likes to think about this. Reeves is getting older. And I don't think any of us want John Wick to stop at four. 
There ain't none of us that want, because look, this is not the Maltese Falcon, okay? This is John Wick. You can put one of these out every year and we will eat them up as long as Keanu can walk. And I feel like you, not only are you depriving the audience of moving it a year, although that's not the number one consideration, you are literally losing a year of viability of doing more John Wick films. Maybe you can still do John Wick 5, but this might bring John Wick 6 into question. I mean, just a little thing like a year can mean a lot. And I get it. The 2022 schedule, because of the pandemic, also got really full. I get it. So you're going to have to find another date. But for a movie like John Wick, guess what? In as much that John Wick is not like an $800 million movie, it does have a very loyal and rabid fan base. And they will go whenever you put this movie out. Mm-hmm. I get it. If you're a Spider-Man movie, you want to come out in a summertime. You want to come out at Christmas time. You want to really maximize the the huge billion-dollar potential box office. I get it. John Wick fans will go any time you put this out. You put this out on New Year's Eve. People will skip their plans, and they will go (laughs) watch John Wick 4. So why wait until... I just don't get the whole 2023 thing, pushing it off like almost a year. I personally think it's a mistake. I think it's a mistake. So anyway, guys, the question is for you. What do you think about them moving? I mean, I get not keeping it on the same day as Top Gun Maverick, especially after watching some footage of it. I I get it. But did you have to move it almost a year? Whatever you guys are thinking about it, jump on down to the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. All right, guys. With that down... Let's keep riding the Keanu Reeves train and go into main topic number two. Kim, what is our second main topic today? Okay, Chris Moss says, Good morning, John and crew. After watching Matrix Resurrections, I was wondering if you happen to know the process for a movie to get greenlit. Do studio execs actually read the scripts, or do they just hear the name of a popular franchise during a pitch like Star Wars, Matrix, Kingsman, Predator, and yell, Greenlight! Because I think Matrix should have gotten a red light. Ah, a little bit of uh, Squid Game reference going on there. Um, Yeah, so look, you guys know, uh, I I went to go see Matrix Resurrections yesterday. (laughs) I couldn't stop laughing at your out of the movie. Oh, you watched my out of the theater review? I was cracking up. You tried so hard to be nice. I tried to be nice. Look, here's the thing. I didn't see it. Nobody... Everybody knows that I have not been excited about Matrix 4, okay? Full disclosure, I have not been excited about it. Um, You know, I love the first Matrix as much as anybody. I like Matrix 2 more than most people do, but it was a decline. And then Matrix 3, most people don't like Matrix 3, more of a decline. And, And since then, the Wachowskis have done what I consider to be a couple of the worst films maybe ever made. So I didn't feel with with and with how much time has passed and the fact that only one of the Wachowskis was coming back, I I just didn't feel excited for it. Then the trailers came out. And the trailers were balls. The trailers were so good. My jaw was in my lap. I'm like, how can this movie look this good? Because that trailer was it's it's one of the best. I put it in the top five best trailers of the last six, seven years. That's how good I think that trailer is. It's amazing. It actually got a little bit of enthusiasm in me to go see the next Matrix, right? So all that's being said, then we see the initial reactions. The initial reactions were a little bit mixed. 
Um, not a bad Rotten Tomatoes score when it came out. It was in the high 60s. So certainly not bad, a, a decent score. So I'm like, all right, all right, I'm going to go see this myself. And, you know, I was tempted to just sit at home and watch it on HBO, but I'm like, no, this is The Matrix. I'm going to go watch it properly on the big screen the way it's meant to be watched. So I went out to watch it. It's awful. It's awful. Let, let me talk about some of the positive things first. Number one, it is great to see Keanu back as Neo, right? And he doesn't miss a beat. He really doesn't. Like he, it felt, it feels like he's done six or seven other Matrix films in the meantime. He feels totally comfortable in this role. He steps right back into that world. He still has a little bit of the whoa going on, but that's that's fine. That's what that's Neo. So he's able to slide right back into that world. Some of the action set pieces, and there's not a lot, but one of the action set pieces in particular was actually quite good. I, I I thought the action, overall, the action was not bad. I've heard some people complain that the action wasn't very good. I thought the action was fairly solid. There wasn't enough of it, but there was some fairly solid, uh, some fairly solid action. It, particularly one scene was quite good, I thought. Quite, quite good. Um, I thought the performances were all pretty solid i i thought the, obviously you have carrie ann moss and keanu reeves obviously they stepped right back into being neo and trinity great to see them but the supporting cast was great too and you know a lot of people asking a question and i understand the question why isn't Lawrence fishburne playing morpheus the movie explains why he's not playing morpheus not a very good explanation but it's an but they do give an explanation nonetheless and then, you know, what's, I thought Neil, Neil Patrick Harris was, is Neil Patrick Harris. That, that guy, he, he has charisma for days. It's great. The problem is, and I'm going to spoil a very, very small little thing that's in the first act of the film. Okay. This is a small detail, not super important to, you know, all the unraveling of the story in the second and third acts, but I am going to give you a little bit here. Okay. So, cause I, I need to to express why this movie lost me almost right from the beginning. Okay. So if, if you want to tune out, go ahead and tune out now, because I'm just going to give you a little bit of what's in the setup of act one. Okay. But here we go. So Neo is now a game developer. He's a video game developer. And he made, anybody want to guess, anybody in this room want to guess the name of the video game he made that made him famous? The, 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 the Matrix? That's right. 20 points Hufflepuff. Thank you. So he plays a character. He's a guy who has, who's now he's a video game creator. Thomas Anderson is a video game creator. And he got super famous because 20 years ago, he made a trilogy of Matrix video games. Three Matrix video games. And now Warner Brothers, and he swore he would never make another one, but now Warner Brothers, I kid you not, Warner Brothers wants to force him to make new Matrix games. Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. Are we talking about real? Wait, yeah, Warner you, Brothers you is in the movie? It. Yes. Warner, Warner Bro Brothers is in yes. the Warner Brothers. Warner oh, Brothers is in the Warner Brothers movie. Man, <laughs> changing the game right there. That's right. <laughs> I don't even know if you're talking about real life or not. Okay, okay, go on. I'm interested. And, no, and so, not. like, he's like... <laughs> No, I left the Matrix. I don't want to do another Matrix game. Uh, Warner Brothers says they'll do it without you if you want to do it. They said the first trilogy is not enough. The people want more Matrix. Okay. So I guess I've got to make more Matrix. <laughs> and of course, okay. in this Matrix game, he had characters like Trinity and Morpheus and blah, blah, blah. But he, you know, he's, he's as you can tell from the trailers, he's, 
he's like struggling with his sanity. Like he's confused. Wait a minute, was the Matrix real? You know, all all that kind of stuff. And then wow. along comes. Uh, this sounds greater. Yeah. Me. Then along comes. <laughs> now I'm crazy. I don't know why I like this. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> okay. So then, anyway, oh my God. stuff happens. <laughs> Colleen Wing <laughs> comes into the movie. Uh, you know, Neo wakes up again, which we of course see in the trailer. So that's fine. And, and then everything else starts to go. So I, I will say this, the, as soon as this started, I'm like, <laughs> you've already fucking lost me. I mean, this is so stupid. It's just such a stupid notion. There are way, look, when you look at how matrix ended matrix three ends, Neo sacrifice of Neo dies. <laughs> okay. Trinity dies. They're dead. And that peace is now brought to the world between the machines and mankind and blah, blah. It's like, there are many places you could go after that. There's many different paths. St. Keanu Reeves is playing Thomas Anderson, who's now a popular video game developer who made three movies. Oh, I'm sorry. Video games called mm -hmm. the matrix one, two, and three okay. with all these characters. Um, I'm just like watching this. It's like, there's, there's something about being a little self-aware there's, there's a charm when a movie's a little bit self-aware and has a little bit of meta going on. This was just like, hey, I hear self-reference and meta are the cool things. Let's just throw self-reference and meta in it and people will love it. And it's like, so it lost me right off the bat. But then they start moving through it and it's like, okay, this is a thing now. Oh, all right. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, no, that new thing. And I'm not going to tell you what it is. There are several of these. That new thing can't just be, this is a thing now. Oh, okay. And, and then everybody just buys into it and accepts it and moves on from there. This movie does a lot of retconning. So there's a couple of big, big key concepts are retconned from the original film with very, just a, wait a minute, how can that be? Well, ABC. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> totally retcon something that was from the original films. It's just somebody going ABC. And... It's, it's contradictory and even its resolution at the end and turns to me and goes, Anne, who had no idea what was going on in the movies because she doesn't, <laughs> yeah. she doesn't remember the original matrix films at yeah, all, <laughs> like at all. So, and so even Anne is turning to me at the end of the film and she's like, well, wait a minute. And ended like this, but wouldn't this, 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 and this just happen and, and kind of mess up what it is the way they ended this film. Yes, honey, that's pretty much exactly like it just it's just a missed opportunity. Hey, look, I was not excited for this, but there are very, very cool things you could have done. And to me, they just shot themselves in the proverbial foot. It just did not work for me whatsoever. So I know, Kim, did you have a chance to watch it? Because it is out on HBO Max now. Do you have a chance to see it? Um, oh my gosh. First of all, <laughs> I was so excited for this for many reasons. And first, let me say, I know that a lot of people work very hard on films, so I don't want to be disrespectful. So I'm just going to say it wasn't for me. <laughs> or in other, in the words of Damon Wayans and David Allen Greer, hated it. <laughs> Absolutely. I was, when that happened, that plot detail happened in the first act, um, and by the way, I haven't finished it. I'm I'm like a third of the way through because I uh, fell asleep. Because you have better things to do with your life, maybe? <laughs> My sock drawer was a mess. And I was like, <laughs> I can't have this. So I just walked away. Um, it, uh, why? <laughs> what were you? What were, what were we, why are we doing this? 
Why? It reminds me of that Instagram where the little baby's going, what the hell? Right. And the mom's like, don't say that. What the hell? That's how I felt the whole part of the movie that I watched. I am incredibly disappointed. I When they mentioned that word, Warner Brothers, I, I, I just... I was like, you didn't just go there. You didn't do that. No, you didn't do that. And then they just kept on and kept on. It was insufferable. You know what I thought of immediately so when they brought up the Warner Brothers thing? The thing you said the other day, it's like, you know what the worst part of the Oceans movies are? When oh, Julia Roberts gosh. played Julia Roberts? That's exactly the exact same feeling I had watching this movie. Uh, <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> That's all I gotta say. It's so so you you were only able to trudge your way through about a third. And I and I and I had so much hope for it. I was. So I know excited. you did. You were excited about everything it. that people were like. Ah, it looks bad because of this. And I was like, hold on to hope. Don't give up. No, 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 no. Just, just give up. Just give Throw up. It, white towel. True story, Ray. Mm-hmm. Um. So Anne and I, we park. To, we get to the movie theater and we park. And as we're walking towards the theater from the parking lot, around the corner coming out of the theater are Hong, oh, yeah, yeah, Hong yeah. Matt, and Ryan. Right. Right. Our, our buddies. Oh, I thought you were going to say Keanu Reeves. Yeah. No, yeah. Keanu Reeves oh, comes child. walking around the corner. <laughs> hey, John, what did you think of my movie? It sucked, bro. Good Canadian kid, Keanu Reeves. But we're walking in and Hong, Ryan, and Matt come walking around. <laughs> and as soon as they see us walking into the theater, they start laughing. They're like, <laughs> I'm like, you guys saw Matrix? Yeah, it's a movie. <laughs> I'm like, really? And the Matt goes, I'm telling you right now, turn around and get back in your car. <laughs> okay. That's exactly what okay. Matt said. Yeah. He, he, he said, just turn around, and go back to your car. <laughs> and I don't think this is, this is not a spoiler. I don't believe this is a spoiler at all. But if anyone knows, Keanu also owns a company called Arc Motorcycles um, in real life. Mm-hmm. Tell me why there was a reference to a character like, yeah, I build motorcycles now. I'm like, oh, like the real actor you're sitting across from? For real? We're really going to do that? See, I, that went right over my head. What I didn't the even hell? Know. I know Keanu does a lot of stuff. I didn't know he made motorcycles. Well, I'm just like kind of stopping. That kind of went so over my head That's the only reason that I knew that. But come on, but, hey, guys. Listen, it should be noted. It hell? should be noted right now. Let me see if I can bring this up. Um, uh, it should be noted right now. That it, it's as much as I didn't like it and you didn't like it, it has a solid positive review rating on Rotten Tomatoes right now. And the audience score isn't horrible either. Look, they got 68 and 67% respectively. I mean, I'd love to know A, what they're smoking, and B, what movie they saw, because maybe I can watch them too. People, but that yeah. is the beautiful thing about movies, it's all subjective you opinion. Know what? God bless. But um, but yeah, so it should be noticed. So listen, if you guys are on the fence about seeing this movie, just jump over the fence and just, throw yourself over, over right, now right now and just get over it. Go back to your car. <laughs> just jump over the fence. Just jump right I'm back over. I'm still going to watch it later, probably. <laughs> you should watch On it. HBO Max, though. Yeah, yeah, you can watch yeah, it. Yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't spend time going to the theater for yeah. it. But I mean, look, the reality, though, is we don't like it. But there are clearly people who do. And so if you've been thinking you're excited for this movie, don't be dissuaded from seeing it just because I don't like it. I My job is to tell you my opinion. That's it. It's not to tell you what to do. So if you've been excited for this, you owe it to yourself to give it a shot. Because listen, clearly there are some other people who are liking it. And we are in the minority. But yeah, well, Karen, apparently we didn't like the movie so much. Anyway, guys, question is for you. Have you had a chance 
to see Matrix Resurrections. If so, what did you think about it? Did you not like it like us? Did you love it like some others? Whatever you guys feel about it, jump down into the comments section below and let us know your thoughts. All right, guys. With that down, let's move on to main topic number three. Kim, what is our third main topic today? All right, guys, this is coming from Art Creations. Hey, John, I saw a report by Hollywood Reporter saying that Michael Keaton is joining the Batgirl cast as Batman. Michael Keaton is already reprising his role as Batman in the upcoming Flash movie. Batgirl cast is already has J.K. Simmons as Jim Gordon. It means Batgirl is probably set in the DECU. Does this mean they're going to replace Ben Affleck with Michael Keaton as Batman in the DCEU? All right. Thanks a lot for sending that in, Art Creations. And obviously, look, one of the big things that got everybody excited a, a, a little while ago was when news came out that Michael Keaton was going to be reprising his role as Bruce Wayne slash Batman in the upcoming Flash movie. There then became some whispers that they might actually use him outside of just the Flash movie. And I remember thinking, uh, I mean, I doubt it. I said, it's possible. They could. But, you know, I kind of doubt it. This feels like a one and done thing to me. All right. But the, the whispers persisted that he could be playing in other things. And now it's not just whispers. It's kind of a done thing. As it is now official, Michael Keaton is going to be appearing in the HBO Max movie Batgirl with J.K. Simmons. And this is significant. This comes to us from the folks over at Deadline who write, Michael Keaton has signed on to reprise his role as Batman in the upcoming superhero pick Batgirl. Deadline has confirmed. He'll star in the latest feature from Warner Brothers in DC along Leslie Grace, Jay, who I'm very excited to see Leslie Grace in that, uh, J.K. Simmons and Brendan Fraser. I'm also very excited to see Brendan Fraser in it. Warner Brothers had no comment on the casting when contacted by Deadline, but the news comes following the announcement that Keaton would again don the cape for Ezra Miller's star The Flash, which is scheduled for release in theaters on November 4th, 2022 and by the way we were talking about how the john wick movie and um uh john john wick 4 and matrix 4 were supposed to come out on the same day in may so long ago yeah the flash anybody want to guess what the original release date of the flash was this ezra miller flash movie i want to say 2019 you're close 2018 I think it was May 2018 was the original release date oh my God. for the Ezra Miller Flash movie. <laughs> so, crap. yeah, maybe we shouldn't worry so much about John Wick being delayed by a so year. The Justice League really just topple everything? Is, is that what? what, what I, I don't do know. Think? It might it might have been the whole they were, Batman versus oh, Superman yeah, and Justice true. League that's thing. True. It could have been the fact that they had this merry-go-round of like three or four different sets of directors and three or four different sets of writers, and they just kept going through it. So I don't know what it was. But... It is now coming. They've got a very, very good director attached to it. And Michael Keaton is going to be in it. This is interesting for a couple of reasons, both of which our, our viewer kind of pointed out. Number one, we're going to get more Michael Keaton as Batman than we thought. But number two is, well, since J.K. Simmons is playing Commissioner Gordon, so we know this Batgirl movie, which I initially thought might be in the Robert Pattinson Batverse, now we know it's actually in the mainline DCEU. Well, if Michael Keaton is coming as Batman in the mainline DCEU, does that de facto mean that Michael Keaton has replaced, I mean, Ben Affleck wasn't going to come back anyway, but that he has replaced Ben Affleck as the Batman 
in this cinematic universe. Because, look, we know that a big part of the Flash movie is heavily, heavily, heavily influenced by, if not completely based on, the Flashpoint storyline. Could be that, you know, Ezra Miller's character changes something in the past, and now in the DCU, Michael Keaton, Batman. Oh, wow. Could be. I mean, whether he's Thomas Wayne, which is a character they used in, in Flashpoint, or whether he is a different version of Bruce Wayne, now older. But we were talking a little bit about Nathan Fillion is 50. I mean, Michael Keaton, I, I'm going to think 72. Before I ask Google, you guys want to take a guess how old Michael Keaton is? Kimberly, you want to take a guess before I ask Google? Yeah, it's an unfair guess because I had already actually looked oh, it up. Oh, you looked it up? Why don't yeah. you just tell us? How old is he's he? He's 70. Okay, so he's 70. So him he's, and Bob Iger are the same age. He's a man. Right. So I, I don't know. I, I mean, hey, look. I just watched him. What was that? Can you look up the name of that action movie he just did? He just did the action oh. movie with Maggie Q. Okay. That I saw earlier, like I, earlier this year, he did that action movie with Maggie Q, and I cannot remember the name of it. It was called The Protégé. The Protégé. Okay. Not a bad little film. Not, not great, but not a bad little film. Michael Keaton is rocking the badass He's attitude the in that and kicking ass and looking good doing it. Like, when I realized, oh my gosh, Michael Keaton's about to go into an action sequence. Uh, how's this going to look? I mean, he's 70. I mean, how's he going to look? He looked great. He looked great. He was, a, I mean, they made sure the choreography was within limits that, that we could buy him doing it. But his action sequences in the protege were wonderful. And I believed him. And I'm thinking, okay. Okay, Mr. Keaton, I see you. I can still see you as Batman for a couple more years. Hey. So, I, I mean, I don't know. Let me ask you this, Kim K. First of all, I think it's great that he's going to be in, in, in Batgirl. This will create more continuity between it and the Flash movie and probably give us a clear direction about where the DCEU is now heading and what they're doing. I could see him maybe doing more projects as Batman. I, I don't know. What do you think about this? Well, first, I'm just freaking excited to see him return as Batman. I'm so excited to see him return. Um, yeah, he could do more stuff um, as Batman. And, I, and I'm eager to see what they're going to do um, with this version of Bruce Wayne. So I'm I'm excited for it. But I honestly, whether or not they do more, I'm just so stoked to see him as Batman on the big screen again, he was one of my favorites. Even though those those the villains and in, in those uh, Bat Batman movies were a bit uh, cartoonish, um, they are not the Christopher Nolan, obviously. But there's something about Michael Keaton as Batman that's just quintessential to my childhood, and so I'm just so excited to see him. But what do you think about the fundamental question? Hmm. Do you think he is replaced? Is he now going to be the de facto Batman of the DCEU, replacing no. Ben Affleck? No, you don't think so. No. No, 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 no. I don't think so at all. Really? Why? I that? don't think so at all because we want more from our Batman in terms of the physicality, and and like you just said, he's doing really good with the physicality in in other films. But I feel like when I saw um, Robert Pattinson in that trailer whooping ass like that, I was like, that's what I want from Batman. I want to see that hardcore in your face. So and let me ask I, you, do you I, think I, they're going to bring in a new actor to play Batman? Because I don't think Ben Affleck's returning. We have some time. I believe we've got some time. I, I believe we have enough time to kind of revisit him and go, wasn't that awesome? And I think Ben Affleck is out. And I think they, down the line, they'll introduce somebody new. 
Okay. I do, but I think right now for the few projects we're going to get him in, I mean, two projects, that's pretty darn cool. That's that's actually a lot. I thought it was just, you know, we were going to get a little cameo. Hey, remember me? I'm excited that it's two separate projects where we're going to get more of Michael Keaton. That's great. I'm I'm good with that. I'm not I'm not like, well, where's my five more films? No, no, I'm good with that, but I don't think he's a permanent replacement, you know. If we ever get the team back together again in terms of the Justice League, I, I, I just don't see him doing that, you know. All right, guys, question is for you. What do you think about this? Are, are you excited that Michael Keaton is going to be in Batgirl? Does this elevate your anticipation of seeing it? I'll be honest with you. I'm I'm more interested now in watching Batgirl than I was yesterday. Do you think he could be the new de facto Batman in the DCU or not? However you guys are thinking about this, jump down into the comment section below and let us know your thoughts all right guys with that down let's move on to main topic number four kim what is our fourth main topic today all right this comes from dallas cowboys for life hey john okay so no one liked iron fist but almost all of us liked jessica henwick's calling calling wing did you see her interview where she confirms the reason she decided to be in matrix instead of shang chi was because she was afraid that if she was in Shang-Chi, it would kill any chances of her returning as Colleen Wing. But if they were even considering her for Shang-Chi, wouldn't that have meant they don't plan on bringing her back anyway? All right. Thanks a lot for saying that in, man. And yes, first of all, the really interesting story here. So Jessica Henwick, who played Colleen Wing in the pretty much universally despised Iron Fist show, pretty much universally despised, but also pretty much universally, everybody liked her and her character of Colleen Wing. And a lot of people even speculated Netflix may do, I mean, this was years ago. At the time, people speculated they, Netflix may actually do a Colleen Wing show because the response to her character was so good. Now, we've seen her pop up in a couple of other things. Things are going so well, she gets offered, well, the opportunity to audition for two separate big high-profile films. She gets offered the opportunity to come in and audition for Matrix Resurrections, a new Matrix movie, or a new Marvel film called Shang-Chi. Now, there's never been any official confirmation about which role she was up for. She clearly was not up for the Katie role played by Aquafina because they. she said in one interview she was invited to come in and do a test read with Simu Liu. Aquafina was actually cast in Shang-Chi before Simu Liu was. So that means she oh, wasn't going in to okay. read for Katie, which means more likely she was probably going in for Shang-Chi's sister, Zling. Uh, uh, is I can't remember uh, what the sister's name was. But at any rate, uh, and I, I loved who they got to play it. But So apparently that was probably going to be the character she was offered. However, apparently, according to the reports that I read, Warner Brothers and Disney both told her you can't audition for both. You got to pick which one you want to audition for, which kind of sucks because neither of them were guaranteeing her the job. Like, so she could turn down the Matrix Resurrections audition, go and audition for Shang-Chi and then be told, no, you didn't get the role for Shang-Chi. But at any rate, so but th this that news is about a month old, that she kind of had opportunity to go in and audition at a high level for both of those movies. And she ultimately went with Matrix Res Resurrections. But now we're finding out today one of the main reasons that she chose to go over to Matrix Resurrections, and that's because she knew 
that if she did come over and play it, it completely shuts the door on any possibility of maybe her being able to come back to the MCU as Colleen Wing. This comes to us uh, from a report that I got out of Joe Blow where, Colleen, where it says the following. Jessica said this. Jessica Henwick, who played Colleen Wing, she says, that definitely did come up in the conversation. If I did Shang-Chi, I would effectively be putting Colleen to bed. It wasn't the main factor, but it definitely came up in the conversation. I love Colleen Wing. She changed my life. Of course, if I was given the opportunity to revisit her, I would, but I just don't know how likely that is. Charlie Cox knew about that opportunity years ago. He already knew it was happening. I think I would have heard it by now if there was any plans with Colleen. This is really interesting to me on two fronts. On the one hand, I think it's super interesting about how still heartfeltly attached that Jessica is to that character of Colleen Wing. Like maybe the show wasn't beloved, but she knows that was the show that put her on the map for a lot of fans. And so she still feels this incredible connection to the character. And I love that. The other interesting thing to me anecdotally is that, is that just another confirmation that the MCU and Kevin Feige does not consider Netflix canon? Because if he was seriously going to bring her over to play a completely different character, and remember, this isn't like um, Gemma Chan, who, yes, she was in Captain Marvel before she was in Eternals, but she was totally in caked out makeup and unrecognizable as Gemma Chan. So, I mean, that's a different thing altogether. To bring her over, that's basically Kevin Feige saying, yeah, Netflix, the Netflix universe isn't relevant to ours. It's, it's not the same thing. Just like the same way in WandaVision, when they brought out the Darkhold, and it was a completely different book than the Darkhold they had in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., that was Kevin Feige's way of saying, yeah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is not connected to our MCU. They pretended they were connected to us, but we, have, they are, we are not connected to that at all. This is a different thing. It almost feels like the fact that he was willing to bring in Colleen Wing is him saying, yeah, the Netflix stuff is not in continuity with us or else he would have had to go in a different direction. He also already did that with um, uh, why am I freezing on two-time Academy Mahershala Ali? He already did that with Mahershala Ali saying, okay, yeah, he was cottonmouth, but since Netflix isn't really connected to our universe, he can also be Blade. He can be Blade. So I find that interesting at the same time. Now, look, do I think she made the wrong decision? Not necessarily, because in as much that I did not like The Matrix, she acquitted herself very well in that movie. She was the only thing that I liked. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, there were a couple of things I liked. I mean, I like Keanu, I, I like Carrie Ann Moss, and I, I mean, I also liked, uh, well, I'm sorry, I don't want to say that might be a spoiler, but, you know, The General, I'll uh -huh. say, The General. I like The General, um, but she acquitted herself, Jessica acquitted herself very, very well in that movie, and... Would she have acquitted herself as well if she played Shang-Chi's sister? Not sure. Maybe she would have. Maybe she wouldn't have. We'll never know. But she did a very, she was a standout to me in Matrix 4. So I don't think it was a bad decision at all. So I just thought this was a very, very interesting story. Anyway, guys, the question is for you. What do you think about this? Jessica Henwick, basically one of her things was, ah, but if I do Shang-Chi, that permanently means I can never be back as Colleen <laughs> Wing. Interesting choice. And what do you think about her choice to choose doing Matrix 4 over Shang-Chi? Whatever you guys think about that, jump down into the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. All right, guys. With that down, let's move on to main topic number five. We had a lot of topics today. <laughs> Kim, 
What is our fifth main topic today? Okay, guys, this comes from Jay McFly. Hi, John, Kim, and Ray. Empire is, re- is reporting that both Michael Shannon and Anja Trawa have joined the cast of The Flash, reprising their roles as General Zod and Feora from Man of Steel. I loved both their original performances, so I'm really happy to see them return to the DCEU, even if just for one movie. Do you think this increases... Th- do you think this increases the chances of seeing Henry Cavill as Superman in The Flash as well? Thanks, and keep on bringing the filthy. There are certain times when I wake up in the morning and read news that puts a smile on my face, puts a rainbow of love in my heart, oh my <laughs> rainbow, and a skip in my step. <laughs> That's why you were skipping. Michael Shannon as General Zod love him. is one of the best comic book villains we've ever had. I'm not saying he's the top. I'm not I'm not saying he's the top. But when you're going to have a conversation about them, he is a beautifully complex character. He is a villain who before Thanos was a villain of immense power, yes, but a villain that totally believed in the righteousness of his cause. At the end of the day, General Zod was a guy who really his only desire was to save his people. That was it. Something he was programmed from birth to do as a soldier, as a protector of Krypton. All he wanted was to save his people. And there's a beautiful scene in Man of Steel. After Kal-El destroys the Codex and everything, and now Krypton's future is officially lost. The way Michael Shannon plays that as Zod, the brokenness, the pain, and the loss of all meaning to his life. Michael Shannon played that with such perfection that when he turned then to Kal-El and said, I basically, I'm paraphrasing, I got nothing left to live for except to to kill every single human being on this planet and I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to kill everybody. And, And you believed him because it came from that place of pain. And for that, I loved him. And then was his Lieutenant Feora. Feora was awesome in that she only had a few lines, whatever, but she was a winner in this show. Her initial fight with uh, Superman oh, and it so was good. so good. She's terrifying. Oh, it, oh, she's she terrifying. terrified me throughout the whole film. Her <laughs> and Michael Shannon, they, they, they seem to me like if Superman was gonna. If anyone could kill him, it would be them too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they were right. That terrifying to me. Just whenever they came on screen, I, I was like, ooh, <laughs> like I, I don't want Superman to run into them. I don't want him to run into them one on one or two <laughs> on one or any on one. And when she's talking, I, I can't remember if she was. I can't remember specifically she was talking to Cal or she was talking to one of the generals. But when she, one of the most terrifying lines is, "For everyone you save." We will kill a million more. And I just remember when she said that line, so cold, so cold. Cold as ice. I believed it. For everyone you save, we will kill a million more. It's like, oh my God, it is Armageddon. Anyway, love these guys. Good news. News comes out that it is now coming from Warner Brothers itself. This isn't Gus's movie reviews, gasstation.fart. This is coming from Warner Brothers that we are going to see them in the flash. This comes to us from our friends over at Slash Film who write the following. 
Fans can look forward to seeing none other than Michael Shannon's villainous General Zod, and I've never known how to pronounce her name, Ange True's formidable second-in-command Feora, making an unexpected return in The Flash. This intriguing development comes straight from Warner Brothers themselves, as their 2022 movie preview on the official website includes a rundown of all the studio's most anticipated projects, including The Flash. First, the brief tease reiterates the synopsis of the film. Ezra Miller stars as Barry Allen, a.k.a. The Flash, who pushes the limits of his superpowers in the DC superhero's first-ever standalone feature film. <laughs> standalone. Anyway, that seems straightforward enough, but the really newsworthy item relates to the cast list. Ezra Miller, Ron Livingston, Michael Keaton, Kiersey Clemens, Michael Sha Shannon, Andre True, Sasha Cayley, and Michael Keaton. Notice that they mentioned Michael Keaton twice. That's not a typo. They actually mentioned Michael Keaton twice, which has, of course, got everybody buzzing. Are there going to be two versions of the Michael Keaton okay. Batman in this movie? Okay. Huh? Hey. Are on. we going to have like three or four Batman running around punching invisible lizards? So I nice. I don't know. So yeah. nice <laughs> So, I mean, uh, maybe it is just a typo. I don't know. But yeah, it probably is a typo. Probably is a typo, but still. Mm. Or okay. it could be some Michael. Or some Keaton. Or another guy named Michael Keaton. Yeah. They went out and got some guy from a 7-Eleven. Wait a minute. Your name's Michael Keaton? Want to be in our movie? Maybe they meant to put Michael Rappaport. Oh! Yeah, oh, the most Michael evil. <laughs> I don't know. Michael Rappaport. Oh, my God. The most evil. Where were you going to I don't know. The most evil commander of whatever. I, I mean... So one of my most fun episodes of movie news I ever did was with Michael Rappaport. He he was a guest on our show a couple of times. He's he great. was he was so funny on but that. But man, the censor, anyway. <laughs> the censors. Need oh to yeah, be the censor buttons would have to be. Beep, beep. Anyway, um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I I love this because I love Feora, but again, to me, that General Zod is one of the best comic book villains we've ever had. Again, I'm not I'm not saying he's the best. I'm just saying he's up there. And to bring that in is fantastic. But I'll tell you the other reason it makes me excited. Because I do believe. Now, I've said for a while that I think there is a chance. I wouldn't put money on it. I think there's a chance that old HC over here, who's still wearing the Spider-Man mask. He's in the Spider-Man spirit right now. Yeah. Old Henry Cavill back here could maybe pop up. Because when they were showing those first bits of uh, concept art, they were showing us a lot of a lot of stuff in it, but there was one character they kept blacking out and not letting us see. They were letting us see the Michael Keaton Batman. They were letting us see Ezra Miller's Flash, but there was a character they were always blocking out. And my speculation is maybe I have no insider information. I'm just guessing. Maybe that could be Henry Cavill. I obviously I have nothing to back that up with, but it's a guess. Michael Shannon, both General Zod and Feora being in this movie. I think only increases the possibility of that. Again, I'm not saying this definitively means. <laughs> do not misquote me. I'm not saying How definitively. How much? Oh, you'll be misquoted. Do you want to put on it? No, <laughs> none. I don't. This I don't. Time, he doesn't feel that. Yeah, girl's feel coming really with numbers. I'm just, I'm just guessing. I like. I don't. I don't feel strongly that this I, at all. Like, if I had to bet five bucks on it, I bet he's probably not in the movie. Let's get our coin ready. But no. my, but I think there is a chance. There is a chance. There is a chance. If they if if they really blacked out somebody in there, it could be Michael Keaton or just another Flash. Well, no, they've already shown Michael Keaton. I mean, they were not showing Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Uh, Henry Cavill. They were showing Michael Keaton. They showed Flash. They showed Supergirl. 
They showed all the, but oh, then, then, there was, then there was a character they kept blocking out. It's, it has to be. And now that we know. It's our lizard moment. It's our lizard this moment. It's our lizard moment. So again, I, I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying I choose to be the eternal Henry Cavill optimist and say, I, I'm going to give it a solid 30% chance that Henry Cavill's going to be in the flash. Hmm. And who still else, under 50. Who else could it be then, too? Also. That's a good question. Maybe uh, the Manhunter, since he made an appearance. It could be, but would anybody uh, care? Would you, do, would you Green have to Lantern? hide Manhattan? Green Lantern release. Green Lantern before, could be it before this That'd movie be comes out. Yeah, Kazoo, no. the great Kazoo from the Flintstones. Oh yeah, Mister uh, Mitzelplex. Yeah, Mitzelplex. Mister Mitzelplex could maybe be part of it. Dark Side could have joined the force. That Dark Side's on the Justice League now. <laughs> it's it's like it's like um what is it? It's like um, uh, Thanos in What If, where he joined the Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. Yeah, I, maybe it's one of those things. I don't know. Look, I choose to be hopeful. I'm going to be hopeful. I'm going to say 30%. Now, I don't know. Kim, you hear this. It, it, it's now not a question. Zod and Feyre are going to be in it. What do you think the chances are that maybe Henry Cavill's Superman shows up? I think he'll definitely be in it. Oh, you're Whoa. saying definitely. I like the way you're thinking. Definitely. Please tell me more. Definitely. I think he'll be in it. I got that chill in my bones. Okay. Um, But no, I think he will because you know what? I... I all the drama behind Henry Cavill is he isn't he and oh he's we don't like him you know what he was great the people love him and most of all John Campion loved him yes so that's right you I and this is a perfect place to do it what better place to do it I think he's definitely going to be in there oh he's going to go hug the oh, statue guys oh my god John oh, stop oh, hugging oh, it oh man it's not nighttime yet John <laughs> <laughs> no Henry Cavill had something he wanted to say. He he said he's bling. Yes, I am in this movie. I, I know, straight from the horse's mouth, Henry is saying himself that he is in this oh, movie. A definitive nod. We, we we've taken the Spider-Man mask off now, so I'll put that over there somewhere. But well, what, whatever they blacked out in the photos, do you remember if they looked like they're fighting against it or it was just with no? It them? looked like it was with them. Oh, okay. And now it could. Some people are speculating it could have been another Flash. But they've already put out a promo image of Henry uh, of uh, Ezra Miller Ezra. as multiple versions of Flash standing beside himself. So why would they be blacking that out, but still showing us in another image, right? I'm so to tell you, I, I look, I, 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 I'm, I, you know me, I'm, I'm to a fault optimistic. I, I'm about this. so on board with you, John. About I need to see Henry Cavill as Superman at least one more time. Yeah, you know, at least yeah, one he's more not time. Done. He's I, I mean, not done. I got we. we it, they, they just have to do it. All right, guys, question is for you. I'm obviously very excited about this news. <laughs> I, what do you guys uh, think about this? Number one, that the great Michael Shannon is going to be back. We got Zod and Feora going to be there. And do you think this may increase the possibility that maybe we could see a Henry Cavill appearance as Superman? Whatever you guys are thinking, jump down into the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. And by the way, we won't make it a part of the segment, Ray, when you when you do the segments. But why don't we make this a little bit of a um, let's make this a poll. Let's do a poll here, shall okay, we? Poll time. Here Thanks it is. Poll Christmas time. Money. Will Henry Cavill appear in the Flash movie? It's a simple question for those of you guys watching live. I just put it up into um, into the live chat. You guys should should see it pop up there now. It is there now. Simple question for you guys. Will Henry Cavill appear in the Flash movie? Do you think he's going to be in there or not? We'll come back over and check on that in just a little bit. All right, guys, for now, let's move over. You know what? Let's do it in reverse order today. Okay. 
Let's do the questions first today, and then we'll go over and take the live comments that people have sent in. So let's do it. Let's get things started over here with the live questions. Once again, if you guys want a live question in on the show, simply go down into the description of this video, click on the tip link, or enter it in manually at streamelements.com slash movieblogtv slash tip. Your question will be read on this show or an upcoming companion video if we deem your question appropriate to be used on our show. And of course, you'll be supporting our channel at the same time. And all of us here, thank you guys for your support. Okay, let's get over to the questions. Kim, what is our first question today? All right, this comes from a very sophisticated name. D Snuts <laughs> says, if you haven't <laughs> if you haven't seen <laughs> if you haven't seen the Chapik all along Ag Agatha parody from WD WNT, I highly suggest you take the minute and a half and check it out. Now, I have not, but I heard you watching it earlier today. You watched yeah. it. Was it any good? I thought it was cute. It was cute. It was, it was, it was, it was cute. all along. <laughs> okay, you know I got to watch it. So I know these nuts, I have not seen it, but I, I will I will go watch it after the show is over <laughs> okay. today. He got what he wanted. Wait, that. right, yeah. He all got right. what he wanted from that name. Ray got the giggles from it. <laughs> all right, what's next? <laughs> Henry Merton says, I thought Episode six was decent, but damn, Vincent D'Onofrio gave the worst performance I've seen in any MCU show or movie. I haven't seen Daredevil. Does he act the same way in it as well? He's still a good actor. Just thought he had a really off day. It's important to note his. No, okay, look, he performed the character like he said in that comment. He tried to bring the same emotion. He tried to to, to bring that same stuff to it. He tried to make him as similar to the Netflix Daredevil as possible. The problem wasn't his performance. The problem was the writing. That was the problem. It was what they had him doing and what they had him saying. I, I honestly have personally no problems with his performance of it. It's totally what they had him doing and saying. And wearing. And wearing at the same time. So, yeah, that was my issue with it. All right, what's next? Dan Ketchum says, so do you think Army Hammer will quietly accept his reduced role on Death on the Nile or will he bite the hand that feeds him? Um, nobody said he has a reduced role. They just cut him out of the trailers, which is what you got to do at this point. So I don't I don't think they probably edited him out. Look, Disney actually said we really can't do any more post-production because it, the expense and with COVID and our other production schedules, we just don't have the bandwidth. So I personally don't think they've cut him out of the movie much. They probably just cut him a lot out of the trailers. All right, what's next? GM says, got a vent really quick about my experience seeing No Way Home. Don't worry, no spoilers here. Just about my theater experience. If it wasn't for the movie being so great and the audience reactions, this would have been one of my worst experiences ever the movie was at 7 50 p.m previews didn't start until 7 58 previews took about 20 to 30 25 uh, to 30 minutes uh. finally after all this waiting the movie is about to begin i see the sony logo appear and the audience claps and Ghostbusters starts <laughs> playing. Good movie. Good movie. The theater took about 10 minutes to finally get it fixed. On top of all this, the group in the aisle across from me were vaping and probably laced with weed. And I really don't care if someone vapes or smokes weed. But I do have an issue when you affect my and my wife's experience because the smell was so strong it caused my wife, who has a long history of migraines, to get a headache due to the smell. Okay. Well, okay. First of all, let, let's start with that part. That should not happen in a movie. That's not allowed, all right? And there is absolutely nothing wrong with you going to a theater staff person saying, hey, we got people vaping in the theater. 
And they, it's their responsibility to come and do something about that. And that is not out of bounds. I mean, yeah, the old adage, snitches get stitches. But these fuckheads are ruining your paid movie-going experience. Fuck them. Yeah. You go tell a theater, because it's, you're not the only one having your experience ruined. Everybody else in the theater is having that. Well, maybe some are having a good time. But <laughs> there's probably a lot of other people in that theater having their experiences distracted from or ruined because of those assholes. So you go and tell somebody in the theater, so come and take care of it. And who knows? Maybe these guys innocently thought, you know, we know a lot of smoke, but vapes are probably allowed. Maybe they just thought, oh, yeah, we're probably just allowed to do this. Well, then they need to have a theater person come to them and tell them you're not allowed to do that. I think that would have been totally in bounds. And, and, and really, I, I think that is incumbent upon you as a moviegoer to do that. Yeah. Like, look after your own experience. And if somebody else is ruining it, you get a theater member involved and they'll take care of it. If not, go to the theater afterwards and say, you guys allowed a bunch of people to be smoking vapes in there and it totally ruined my experience. I'd like to get my money back. And I tell you right now, they'll probably give you your money back. As far as the other technical issues, <laughs> listen, oh. there were probably 50 to 75,000 screenings of Spider-Man No Way Home. Wow. Over that week, right? Something's going to go wrong. Something's got to go wrong in some of those things. And it sucks. The important thing is they finally got you your movie going and but I'm really sorry to hear about the assholes in the in the uh, screening there. But again, you need to be proactive about that. Go and grab a theater member and let them know. You got guys smoking in the auditorium and, and they'll take care of it. All right, what's next? Not Kevin Feige says, you said Professor X would be in No Way Home. Time out. <laughs> Time out. No, I did not. No, I did not. the throat he went. And people wonder why. John, you know, sometimes you make a point and you repeat it three or four times. Yeah, because this happens. I did not say <laughs> Professor X was going to was in No Way Home. John, you're I never misquoted. I once speculated, huh? I wonder if this could be an, a kind of a outside the park possibility. <laughs> blah blah blah. I, and then I think maybe there's a chance. I never said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm breaking here right now. Professor X is in No Way Home. I never said that. Anyway, please continue. I can't believe you're actually arguing back. Well, what if you were still right, but instead of No Way Home, it's the next multiverse of shenanigans? Listen, at some point, Professor X is going to be in the MCU at some point. So, but everybody thinks it's going to be every single movie coming out. The X-Men, listen, again, we go back to it, but everybody thought, was convinced that the X-Men were going to pop up in Infinity War. Why? Because Thanos had three scratches across his face, which can <laughs> only be explained by Wolverine scratching him. That was everybody's thing, right? And since then, every single new MCU thing is coming out. Oh, that's where they're going to bring in the X-Men. Now this is going to be where they bring in the X-Men. Oh, the X-Men are coming in now. And eventually it's going to be true. Eventually it'll be true. Could that be Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness? Maybe. Because listen, Kevin Feige said, I've got my five-year... When they took over Fox, Kevin Feige said, I've got my five-year plan and I'm not bringing them in until my five-year plan is, is done. And nobody believed him. And I kept telling people, like when they're two years in, Feige said it's a five-year plan. No, 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 he's going to bring him in now. But guess what? By the time Doctor Strange 2 comes out, getting damn close to that five years. I mean, it feels weird to think about it that way, but it's been a minute since Disney took over Fox, or at least since they announced the takeover of Fox. So, I mean, we are getting close at some point, at some point, and maybe that could be it. All right, what's next? 
William Bang says, Hey, John, I've never seen any Sony or Marvel Spidey stuff, and I'm ready to start. I love Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, and Thor, but have no interest in What If or Hawkeye. So which film should I start with? Thanks, and happy holidays, John and crew. If you're looking at just getting caught up as quickly as you can, um, the best place to start is with Homecoming, because that'll start you with where we're at. If you want to be more... Uh, a, a totalist, if you will, go right back to the 2002 Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie and watch these. Spider-Man 2002, Spider-Man 2, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man 2, The Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. So you can skip Spider-Man 3, go right to The Amazing Spider-Man. Then you can skip um, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 and go right into home and go into Homecoming. And then at some point watch uh, Spider-Man into the into the Spider-Verse because that I, that could be the best Spider-Man movie. Uh, that or Spider-Man 2 are the best Spider-Man movies of all time. And then you move on. So you watch all of them. You can just drop out Spider-Man 3 and The Amazing Spider-Man 2 and I think you'd be good. All right, what's next? Peter Pacheco says, just got the text about John Wick 4 announcement for March 24th, 2023. What are you looking for to happen in this new movie? Happy holidays to all the crew at the JC show. Thank you so much for that, Peter. I don't play the game of this is what I want them to do in this movie. No, I just say, hey, guys, you're making the movie. Make the movie you want to make, and I can't wait to enjoy it. Just so I, I don't bring that into it. But what do I expect? What do I think we're going to get out of it? Oh, we're going to get some damn good gung fu. We're going to we're going to get some John Wickisms. Yeah. Yeah. So so I mean I I mean just give me more John Wick. Just keep doing what you're doing, boys. But also one name, guys. Donnie Yen. Let's go. Yep. Let's go. I can't wait to see him in this franchise. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? I can't wait to see him in anything. But yeah, putting him in this franchise is great. And who was it? Oh, yeah. I mean Somebody was just, wasn't it just Destin was talking about that he'd like to get Jackie Chan yeah, into, in, uh, into, into Shang-Chi yes. too, which would be interesting too. I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All right, what's next? Anonymous says, I think I've seen Bob Iger in a, re in a regular t-shirt and not his usual suit once. The man looks like he lifts weights. I think I even saw a tattoo on his arm once, but could be wrong about that part. LOL. Um, again, okay. let me just say, I, I have seen him when he's taken off the jacket and had like a very form fitting shirt. Um, and let me just see if I can get this. I'm not sure I can, but it like, we joked about the other day, but it totally reminded me of Vince McMahon. And I forget <laughs> now, but, but how old is Vince McMahon again? Ray, can you, oh, I don't know. Can you look it up oh, quick? Yeah, yeah. Do a quick look up of how, how old is Vince McMahon now? Uh, Vince McMahon is like, He's well into his 60s. I mean, he might be in his 70s now. I can't remember. But do you do you got an age yeah, on him? His age is 76. Okay, so he's 76, right? Wow. He's 76. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so I remember when I saw... Uh, when I saw Bob Iger, all I could think about... Now, now Bob Iger did not have his shirt off. <laughs> but... And I'm sure Bob Iger has done some less steroids than Vince McMahon has, but maybe not, maybe a lot less. But I just remember looking at Bob Iger. He's like, damn, there's the next Vince McMahon. Stuff again. Yeah, the dude looked really good, man. He looked really, really good. All right. What's next? Jack Lumber says with everything going on and the huge box office, when will Spider-Man spoiler be allowed? Um, sooner than normal movies, like when Endgame came out. And everybody had seen it by the end of the first week. Anybody who was interested in Endgame had seen it by the end of the first week. So we kind of lifted our spoiler 
moratorium a little bit early for that. Maybe sometime next week. But look, the reality is the pandemic is causing a lot of markets to shut down their movie theaters again. And so it's not going to be as soon as we did for Endgame, but it won't be the normal length that we, because normally we wait for a movie to come out in home video before we go into real details talking on the show. So give it another couple of weeks. Let's get to mid-January and see where we're at. All right, what's next? Sergeant Ward says, since Death on the Nile is finally going to get released, do you think Searchlight will finally release that Taika Waititi, Michael Fassbender movie Army Hammer is in? I will assume that Hammer will not be in the trailer at all. So I think that one's called Next Goal Wins. And I am I am very excited to see it. I am. I, You know what they might do? They might wait and see what happens with Death on the Nile. They might wait and see, okay, is there any controversy? Is anybody making a stink about this? Is the public in an outcry that Army Hammer's in it and blah, blah, blah? They might take a wait and see approach. So I don't know. That's my best guess right now, though. All right, what's next? Garden Variety Vagabond says, John, Laura is confirmed as Agent 19, a.k.a. Mockingbird, based on the back of her watch, and therefore Adrian Palacki's Bobby version in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show is not canon in the MCU. I bet you enjoyed that fact. It's it's not. It, first of all, it's, it's just reaffirming what we already know. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is not canon with the MCU. They constantly tried to act like they were, They would always reference the MCU, but the MCU never referenced them. It's it's like when you think you're dating that girl, but she never returns your calls. Like you can talk about her all you want. She ain't talking about you, buddy. (laughs) Like it's just, it is a one way relationship. (laughs) It is not working out in your favor. And we already saw that with the dark hold and other things. But yes, with the, the whole thing on the back of the wristwatch confirming that she's Mockingbird, She's Agent 19. It's just another confirmation of Kevin Feige saying, yeah, that's not MCU. That's It's just not. And so that's just them doing that again. So uh, there's that. All right, what's next? Hoops on NY says, I thoroughly enjoyed Hawkeye, second favorite MCU show behind WandaVision. But the main thing I learned is that directors Bert and Bertie should have directed the whole thing. They directed episodes three, four, and five. Which were the episodes that I liked. I liked episodes three, four, and five. Uh, however, I wouldn't just write it to the fact that they were the directors. It's the writing. No matter, even if they directed episodes one and two, it's still the same script. Even if they directed episode six, it's the same script. So, and in television is different than movies. In television, the writers have the power. In movies, the director is the final buck stops here person. Yeah, obviously he's got his producers above him, but when it comes to making the movie, the director is the buck stops here person. They're the one who makes all the calls and blah, blah, blah. In television, it's opposite. The writers are the one that have all the power and the directors are in there to serve the writer's vision. So I'm not, I don't know if it would have made a big difference, but it should certainly would be interesting to see. All right, what's next? Garden Variety Vagabond says, Man, John, I'm not impressed with the writing of Tanner Bean. Hawkeye never seems to fully take itself seriously enough. Tracksuit Mafia had a great comedy, but would Fisk use them? Really? All 500 of them? Dang. Where did park? Where did they park all those trucks in New York City? Yeah, okay, so does everybody on the planet agree that the kingpin in Netflix would never be associated with the tracksuit mafia. For those of you who've seen Kingpin, honestly, now just be honest with yourself. Just be honest with yourself. Is there any reality in which that Kingpin 
employs the tracksuit mafia? I'll wait. We don't have to wait. We know the answer to that. The answer is no. So, I mean, yeah, the the writing... Oh, good. Look, again, I don't want to trash on Hawkeye. I, I think there were elements about Hawkeye that were quite good. It's just that overall, yeah, I was kind of disappointed by it. But by the way, I do want to bring up that uh, the results for the poll are in about whether you guys think Henry Cavill will appear in the Flash movie. 66% of you guys say, yes, he will. 34% of you are saying, no, he won't. So uh, thank you for guys uh, participating in that. All right, what is next? All right, Garden Variety Vagabond says, John, an expert archer, Lars Anderson, was interviewed by IGN on the archery used by Clint. He tore his shooting apart, especially that the bow has no bend and therefore power, and that he draws the arrow with one hand and places the arrow on the opposite side. Let me go to the second one. He does give us some he does give some kudos to on things done well, but laughed when he mentioned that he wore arm protectors in an earlier movie. These are for beginners in case you shoot poorly and graze your arm, which should deflect the arrow's aim. Okay, here's why I don't give a shit what Lars Anderson says about the archery in Hawkeye. It's because of this. He ain't jumping out of plane. Yeah, like, (laughs) um, has there ever been an archer in real life that is one-eighth as good of an archer as Hawkeye is in the MCU? No. The answer is no. It's superhuman. It's it's beyond anything real. This reminds me of the criticism. I used to laugh at this because in Batman versus Superman, um, and as, as we got into Justice League as well, there would be people who would criticize the way Ezra Miller's Flash ran because Ezra Miller has this kind of weird, like kind of run style, right? And I'd hear these people go, "Oh, that's that's not how you run." That's that's not how real runners run. And I would ask them, really? Please tell me, how do runners who break the speed of light run? Can you show me? Give me an example of how runners who, while jogging, can break the sound barrier. Show me how those runners run. Oh, there are no people who can actually run fast enough to break the sound barrier, let alone break the speed of light and travel through time. Oh, so you can't say how somebody like that would run. Okay, so how about you shut the fuck up? (laughs) So, so, I mean, like, does he look silly running this? Ezra Miller look a little silly running like this? Yes, he does. But but I reject this whole stupid note. Oh, well, that's that's not how a real runner would run. Oh, the real runner who can break the speed of sound and light. Okay, thanks. So... That reminds me of this. It's like, well, an archer says that that's not really how... Okay, show me an archer who is actually as good as this make-believe, fictional archer who is eight times better than any human archer has ever been in history. Show me how that guy would shoot. So who cares? So who cares? Anyway. That's my tip. <laughs> okay, well. Sorry, this reminded me of a the most random bit of information. You know, Gina Davis. Oh, I love Gina Davis. Did you know that she was going to go to the Olympics for archery? 
I did not. I shouldn't be surprised. She I wouldn't about be doing it anything. Long time ago on the Today Show. Random fact. Random. Just Real random. life Katniss. Yes. Yes. So let's ask her how Hawkeye should really be shooting. Okay. All right. What's next? Garden Variety Vagabond says, John, interesting that episode three, four, and five of Hawkeye was the best. There were two sets of directors. Reese Thomas directed one, two, and six, and Bert and Bertie directed three, four, and five. Is this a coincidence? I generally blame the writing, but. Did they elevate slash fix it? Um, and that's hard to say when I haven't read the script, right? It's hard to say whether or not, hey, listen, the scripts for episodes three, four, and five just happen to be stronger than the rest. Maybe it was all the same and maybe the directors, those directors just found ways to give a little bit more life to it, a little bit more punch to it, a little bit more personality to it. Maybe it, it's hard to say though, without being there, it's like impossible to say without being there. It's like if you eat, uh, like say a delicious, I, I don't know, cake for all I know. <laughs> delicious all cake, cake is delicious. <laughs> oh, well, first of all, that's great. Well, hold on, man. There is no not good cake. <laughs> oh, come on. It's delicious. You show me a nasty cake. <laughs> and then you win. But all cake is All good. cake is delicious. <laughs> Ray, oh, there's the next t-shirt, everybody. <laughs> Rayora, all cake is delicious. So here's the thing. Listen, you eat a delicious cake, right? You take a bite. And it's like, oh, this is delectable and this is fantastic. And you find out, well, there are actually two pastry chefs that made it. Well, there's no way to know which one contributed more to the deliciousness of the cake, right? You just won't be able to know unless you were back there and saw it happen. So I don't know, but it is an interesting thing. It, it is pretty coincidental that the best episodes were all directed by one set of directors and the not so good episodes were written by others. So, I mean, maybe it's more than just a coincidence. All right, what's next? All right, Garden Variety Vag Vagabond says, John, follow up. Does the, does the director of these choose how many thugs and bad guy clothes? Um, a lot of that'll come from the script. Like the script will say, this is what the atmosphere of it's supposed to be. This is whatever. Now, the, yeah, then the director will have some specific choices to make. So that could be part of it. All right. What's next? Jonathan says, is it crazy to ask for a tracksuit mafia Disney plus show in, yes. the, in the vein of a three stooges comedy, just one season of goofiness with likable characters, maybe five to six episodes long. I'd watch that more than echo. I would too. Yeah, me too. They're my favorite of that. Hawkeye bro, show. Bro, 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 bro. They were like the <laughs> lowest street level gang you could ever hire. And they were perfect. They're you know just what? bumbling around. <laughs> Seriously, here's what I would watch it. I would watch. It's like after the fiasco of getting their asses handed to them by Hawkeye and a little girl. <laughs> to, to them, right? In their heads, in yeah. their minds. That the, that the uh, you know, and, and uh, Kingpin, I mean, uh, Kazi is now dead, who is kind of their de facto head guy. And Kingpin is now kind of in the wind or whatever. Maybe those main guys, including the one who threatened to, threatened to rip out Kate Bishop's throat, right? They say, what are we doing? What are we doing? Mm -hmm. And they decide from now on, tracksuit mafia, help people. They and, they, soup kitchen. and they try <laughs> to become like a gang that actually kind of like guardian angels, right? They try to become a gang that like helps people in the neighborhood, right? Bro. And they call themselves bro. I don't know. And and it. then they take on another low-level street gang that's trying to hurt the neighborhood. And it's about them saying, we're going to take on a new direction. They got inspired by the Maroon 5 concert or something. <laughs> and I, look, I'm not kidding. I would watch that show. 
I would totally watch that show. Just call the show Bro. Just call it that. Dude. Disney Plus's Bro. And I watch it. That would be so Bro. I totally watch that show. And I'd certainly watch it before I would watch an Echo show at this point. So I, I don't know. This is oh, me. my God. You guys right, are killing next? me today. Matt McClure says, John, you're the man. Thank you. Also, just got to say, Hawkeye is my favorite of the Disney Plus Marvel shows. Loved it. Stoked for the street level heroes coming in. Can't wait to see what Fisk does next. Loved KB, Yelena, and Echo. Clint rules. Bring more on. I'm glad you like I mean, obviously, look, at the end of the day, I didn't hate Hawkeye, but I, I didn't like it. So it didn't quite work for me. But that's the beautiful thing about these shows, man. They all hit us differently. And if it worked for you and you enjoyed it and you were entertained, that's the most important thing. So thanks for sharing your thoughts, man. All right. What's next? First of all, I need to say in terms of your relationship to your viewers, great minds think alike. Jonathan <laughs> says, shit. Now that I think about it, a tracksuit mafia, TSM for short, show would be dope. Get the funniest writer like Lord and Miller oh, to crap the entire series. <laughs> I can see the first episode title. Bro. 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 <laughs> I mean, it could be about them trying to be a legitimate. Did you write this in? A no, legitimate, I did not. <laughs> a legitimate gang while fighting more badass gangs in New York. I can see it having the most likable of characters, like the ones in Hawkeye, yeah. and some heart. I don't know. I may be crazy to think it could work. It's just, why Echo? She's an interesting character, and I'm interested in seeing where she goes. But having her own series, mm, not yet deserved. Not going to lie, Tracksuit Mafia was more interesting than Echo, LOL. But whatever. Hawkeye was serviceable, and it made me realize one thing. I'll watch anything MCU puts out except maybe What If, because What If is irrelevant and childish, save for a few episodes. One more here. Guess I'm in the minority of thinking episode six of Hawkeye stuck the landing for me. Like Wonder Woman 1984, I like this episode way more than everyone else, I guess. Don't know if I'm judging stories correctly, but I'll stand by my I'll stand by my thumbs for episode six for Hawkeye. And so you should. And so you should. And by the way, I also am not a fan of what if, but we can't call what if terribly irrelevant because the Doctor Strange 2 trailer just showed us that it may not be all that irrelevant. <laughs> it should be irrelevant. These guys in the chat are saying it should be called Agents of Bro. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? No, no, no. Let's, no, no, let's go the back. Agents of Bro. <laughs> Maybe it won't be a series, but they should do some shorts on YouTube or the Marvel channel. Just like, like the way they You're did the, the Thor ones just, just, with his roommate. Because yes. the whole show, pe people... You know, we say we like it, but then when we get 30 minutes of that, well, we still like it every week. Maybe I would, but maybe shorts or whatever. And the whole thing is like, they're always trying to like win, but they don't win with their plan. They win by accident. <laughs> they win by accident. Like Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. By accident. That would be like a funny that. show. Agents of bro. But you can address like Johnny, it. Jonathan Campia as Look, a question now. I'm, 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 he obviously wrote that in. Obviously. <laughs> I... I am totally against, I, I think fan petitions are, are useless. I'm, I have no interest in them. I would start a petition for Let's Agents do it. of Bro. Agents of Bro. Agents oh, of I love bro. it. Do it. Make it happen. Right. Well, what, what would Bro stand for? <laughs> Bad Russian something? Bad Russian organization. Or, yeah, organization. Brotherly Russian organization. <laughs> or Let's just orphans. do it. <laughs> Bad Russian hell? orphans. <laughs> Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Just oh give us the money. God. We'll do it. <laughs> All right. What's next? 
All right, you guys. Jonathan says, holy shit. I figured it out, John. I know what I want to see for the next MCU show. Tracksuit Mafia, bros versus the LARPers. Make it happen, Marvel. <laughs> yeah. After that, I am I am not really all that big on the LARPers. So I can do without the LARPer part, though. All right, what's next? <laughs> Jonathan says, the theme song for a Tracksuit Mafia show would be a modified Save the City from Rogers the Musical. Just swap out or edit out a few <laughs> lyrics and toss in bro every other line. Sorry, I'm thinking too much about a show that will never... <laughs> happen but it's fun to imagine now, right? if you're gonna do an agents of bro show oh my god the, this theme song has to be it's an overused song i understand and i admit but the theme song has to be who who sings it? is it pat benatar who sings i need a hero it's pat benatar <laughs> who sings that but he's gotta be tough and he's gotta be strong and he's gotta be fresh from the fight i need a hero like that's gotta be the agents of bro song that has to be it and then they're running in slow motion and trip oh my god it's, it's i need it we are writing this show for you feige you're welcome yeah. disney <laughs> Come on. All right. What's next? Jonathan says, okay, when I watched the Rogers musical in Hawkeye. Oh my God. I got to interrupt you. I got to drink because somebody in the live chat said, no, no, no. The song's got to go. I need a hear, bro. <laughs> I need a hear, bro. It's, we're writing it I for need, you. I need you here, bro. I need you here, bro. <laughs> we're writing and this we're writing you the theme song. The whole can't be a community. I need know. Disney plus credit let's go all right, go. All right. Well, oh let's move on here okay he says i was going wild i don't care if it's a waste the shit was awesome now if they can just do a full musical and release it on disney plus i know it won't happen but a kid can dream look listen i like the clip of rogers the musical that they played at the end of episode six i did i like that clip I it shouldn't have been the end credit and I, I talked, I think I talked about this on the companion video the other day. It's like, what you could have done is then, you know, the camera is here and the stage for the musical is here. And the camera's looking this way across the back of people's heads onto the stage. You can see the stage, right? If they had kind of ended that musical number with the camera swinging around and then looking at the faces of the audience and then comes in and you see old man Steve Rogers sitting there watching the show. Oh or, my God. Or you see... Hank Pym sitting there watching the show, or you so show Natasha sitting there watching. The, <laughs> I mean, then it would have been, you got to show your clip and it would have been a legit post-credit scene at the same time. So again, I like the clip. I do. I just don't think it should have been the post-credit scene. That would have been so cool. Could have been fun. All right. See old next? man Cap going, I know who that is. <laughs> B Wayne NY says, Hey JC, for the Hawkeye finale, I don't think that end musical was meant to be a real post-credit scene, but more of a gift to Marvel fans per the Happy Holidays opening. Watching Jack fight, I couldn't help thinking he'd make a great movie Zorro. <laughs> um, <laughs> as far as we, they are doing another Zorro movie, by the way. Um oh, I Yeah, it. no, no, I, I get that. I, I get that. That's why they should have just released that clip on Disney Plus. As just a, a, a clip. They should have just put that up on Disney uh, Disney Plus and actually done a post-credit scene. But I see you're coming with that, B. Wayne. All right, what's next? Matt McClure says, New Matrix, absolute rubbish. <laughs> the gutter. I have no idea how this got made. I really don't. Not even Keanu could save this. I uh, Well, I, I kind of agree. But you know what surprised me? I'll be very interested to see the box office numbers. Because... When Ann and I went to the theater last night, and the theater again was packed, of course, almost everybody was seeing Spider-Man, 
we walked into the theater to watch our movie, it was almost three quarters full, which I was expecting 15 to 20 people in the theater. So uh, I'm going to be really interested to see what kind of box office numbers it pulls. All right, what's next? Swim says, Matrix Resurrections, too much exposition, too meta, too many callbacks, characters like Morpheus, Agent Smith, and a certain other guy whose goons they fight, no spoiler, are there just to be there. I felt like it wasn't taking itself seriously enough. By the way, before you go into part two, oh my God, do I agree with you on that? I'm not even going to say who it is or what part it is, but I know exactly what you're talking about, Swim, and that was so stupid. That was such a waste and so stupid. Anyway, please continue. Um, I I think Anonymous and Swim are the same yeah, person. I think so, yeah. Okay. Don't get me started on how they tried to retcon certain things like with Neo. The fight scenes were also a downgrade from the previous installments. The movie felt like a bad fan fiction. Overall, it made for a bizarre watch that left me scratching my head. And again, listen, in all due respect, there are a lot of people. It has positive critic reviews and right now a positive audience reviews. All due respect to everybody who likes this film. That's awesome. All film subjective. I'm glad you had a good time. I didn't. No, I just didn't. Uh, it's it's. I agree with you to swim. It's to me. It was a really poor movie. Even for somebody with not a lot of expectations going in, I was pretty disappointed with it. And Anne, quite frankly, I think even today is still pissed off at me. You ever wake up? Well, uh, no, neither of you do. But I, I, you, I just, any of you guys, you ever wake up with your partner and you can just tell from the start of the day. They're mad at you for something. And I just, I kind of felt that today. Felt like Anne was maybe a little mad at me. And I think she's still mad. I I, I brought her to see Matrix because I think she had that bad of a time. All right. What's next? Daki says, hey, John, I have seen some people a little mad that the Snyder Cut isn't on the Oscar shortlist. Why would it be? One, it's a recut. Two, it was HBO exclusive. I don't even think it would qualify for the Emmys. Yeah. And, and shortlist for what? Best picture, duh. <laughs> no, uh, but but honestly, <laughs> shortlisted for what? I mean, you you do raise a great thing. Number one, I don't think it qualifies as its own independent film, even though a lot of people look at it as such, and that's fair. But I don't think it technically qualifies as its own standalone film. Number two, it is a recut, and number three, it was it was strictly an HBO exclusive. Which mean maybe for the Emmys, I, I'm not depending on what the rules are this year. The Academy has kind of changed the rules a bit, but I'd be curious to know what category exactly they're looking for it to be shortlisted for um, because that raises a question. So I, I, I don't know. Uh, we'll find out. All right. What's next? Okay. Dangerous D says, hi, John, there's a surprise casting in the flash movie with the Hollywood reporter gave a synopsis of the movie. Nothing that fans didn't know already, but it's cast list included. Michael Shannon, general effing Zod will be on the flash movie excitement up to 10 and Feora. That's right. And Henry Cavill, I am announcing it here. Take it to the presses. Henry Cavill's going to be in this movie. No, I'm, I think maybe a 30% chance, but yeah, very, very excited about it. We talked about that a little bit earlier. Thanks for sending that in, Dangerous. All right, what's next? All right, Dangerous D says, Hi, John. Deadline is reporting the Blue Beetle starting Zolo Mariduna. Cobra Kai has a release date of August 18th, 2023. I believe this will be the first movie about a superhero of Hispanic descent. Yeah, um, we've talked about this before. I mean, now they, they've given an official release date. I'm not a big fan of Cobra Kai, but I like this kid. And I think he's going to be interesting to play. Uh, what What is Blue Beetles? It's uh, Jaime... Rodriguez. Is it Rodriguez? Uh, I can't remember the last name. I know it's Jaime... It 
I think it is Rodriguez. Let me look. Or Martinez, or I can't remember the the last name uh, of the character. Anyway, so I think it's Reyes. Thank you, oh, guys. Reyes. Um, that I think that's he's going to be interesting in that. I like the age of him. I like the way this kid carries himself, even though I don't like like Cobra Kai all that much. But still, so now they got an official release date. It's going to be really interesting to see how they even portray blue beetle with the scarab and all that kind of stuff and, and how they're going to visually make that work. It's going to be interesting to see. And then do they ever do that long awaited blue beetle booster gold matchup? Who knows? We'll see. All right. What's next? Major Tom says, Hey John, I saw matrix resurrections and I personally loved it. Despite its glitches, I have a love hate relationship with the Wachowskis. They can create some visually spectacular stuff, but their writing original matrix excluded is really awful. Um, I did. They write, I can't remember. Kim, could you look this up? Sure. Did they write V for Vendetta? Oh. Um, I Because I think they wrote V for Vendetta, which to me is some of their better writing. Now, granted, that was an adaptation, but still, if they did write that, I think that was some of their better writing. Um, but yet, listen, to say they are hit and miss is, yeah. I mean, it's... They did. They did write V for Vendetta. Okay, so because the writing of V for Vendetta is great, the original Matrix is revolutionary. I mean, there's no other way to put it. The Matrix was revolutionary as a film. Unbelievable. But they also made Jupiter Ascending. And like, uh, and among other things. So yeah, it's a bit of a mixed bag. But hey, the important thing here, Major Tom, is you watched the movie and you liked it. And that's the most important thing. All right, what's next? Thomas in the UK says, Hi, John. I saw Matrix Resurrections on Wednesday in the UK. It was probably my most anticipated film of the past five years, but I didn't like it. I'm so disappointed. I almost want to cry. The story was uninspiring and way too self-referential. Let me go to part two here. Jessica Henwick was great, and I liked some of the moments with Neo and Trinity. There were some interesting ideas about humans and machines, but ultimately, the numerous clips of the original film just had me asking myself why I wasn't watching that instead. <laughs> I saw the original in the cinema when I was a teenager, and although the two sequels never lived up to that masterpiece, they got better on repeat viewings. Perhaps Matrix 4 will grow on me over time. Let's hope so. What's your big biggest film disappointment well first of all yeah i mean we've already gone ad nauseum here thomas and thanks for sharing your thoughts on the film uh, about what we thought about it disappointment is a is a good way to put it for us uh again some highlights in it i, I thought they, the film has some highlights um i don't think it's a dumpster fire i but i was very disappointed it's, I, as i said in my out of my theater review it's not one of the worst films of the year but it is one of the bad films of the year so but that's just me as far as Biggest film disappointments, like the moment I walked out of theaters, it's probably Gangster Squad mm. with uh, Ryan, I almost said Ryan Reynolds, uh, Ryan Gosling, Gosling, Emma Stone, Josh Brolin, uh, Giovanni Ribisi, I think was in it, Sean Penn. Was Clooney in that? No, he wasn't. I don't think Clooney was in it, but it was a movie that had best picture written all over it. It, it had one of the most incredible casts ever. It's like cry the the gangster era crime stuff, which is like I'm a sucker for. And I honestly thought this is probably gonna be a front runner for best picture. And then we went in to watch it, and it was one of the worst films of that year. Like just absolutely horrible, horrible movie. And I yeah, massively that and the one of the most the most recent Shane Black Predator movie. Oh, I was because I'm a big Shane Black fan. I love Shane Black. Um, and I still do to this day, 
But because he was doing that Predator movie, I'm like, okay, this is going to be the shit. This is going to be awesome. This is going to be awesome. I thought the trailers looked good. And then I went watching like, ooh, yeah, this ain't it, Hoss. Um, d- did not uh, did not work. So those are a couple of the biggest disappointments. All right, what's next? Russell Amador says, hey, John, the rumors, hype, and trailer reveals led to a box office success so far for Spider-Man. As we transition to Doctor Strange, do you think they'll need to reveal more in the trailers to ramp up the hype or just tell some story and people will come? Well, look, I think the first thing they need to understand and acknowledge is that Doctor Strange 2 is not going to get the same box office as the Spider-Man movie. I mean, like just it is that that's just what it is. Spider-Man is one of the most popular comic book character heroes of all time. And it is more suited for the general mainstream movie going audience than a Doctor Strange is a little bit more wacky and out there and a little bit more you know, crazy and whatever. So it's just not going to. And if they if they think they're going to come out the gate and have Doctor Strange 2 have the same financial success as Spider-Man, then they're going to lose already. But what can the potential of a Doctor Strange be? I think they're going to reveal a good amount, but they're not going to give away too much. They very rarely ever do. I mean, they're going to give us another trailer. The first trailer was cool. They're going to give us another trailer that's going to basically tell us, what, okay, here's what the story is about. That's going to come in another trailer. And I think the connection with Spider-Man is going to carry over some momentum as well. So it'll do well. How well? I don't know. And we'll have to see how the whole pandemic thing starts to shake out too at the same time. So uh, they just have to do what Marvel does, man. Just market the movie well. If you make a good movie and you market it well, you're going to have success. So let's see where that goes. Okay. That does it for all the questions today's guys. Let's now move on and start taking your comments here as we roll into hour number three. We still got a little bit of time left, but before we do, uh, we're going to take a short break here. We're going to get up, stretch our legs, go refill our drinks, give you a chance to run, use the bathroom, grab something to eat, talk amongst yourselves. So we're going to get onto your live comments here that you guys have been sending in during the show as we come back. So don't go anywhere, guys. We will be right back. All right, everybody, and we are back. Thank you so much for your patience and indulgence. We took a little bit of a break there. Now, we're going to jump in and start taking your comments that you guys were sending in during the live show. So, Kim, let's get over to it. What are people asking? Okay, so Suthia says, just my opinion, Wachowskis equal not good directors. I I mean, again, I I think it's more hit and miss. They've shown they can knock it out of the park, but yeah, th- this one wasn't a good outing. All right, what's next? Raymond Verada says, if Keaton is coming back as Batman, what about Alicia Silverstone and Chris O'Donnell? Go ahead, John. <laughs> Use your nerd voice. Well, I mean, if we have them coming back, they'll kill her. Yeah, so I, uh, Alicia Silverstone. Um, I'll still never forget one of the most, one of the most ridiculous things from the uh, George Clooney era of Batman. Well, I still remember watching the movie. It's like they have to keep this secret about them being Batman and Robin and blah, blah, blah. And they were like, well, Alicia Silverstone found the cave. Okay, you can be Batgirl because you found our cave. Is that what happened? Yes, she found the cave. And so they went, all right, you get to be Batgirl. All like within five seconds. 
It was like one of the craziest <laughs> things. Like, uh, as if. You get to be Batgirl. Yeah. All right, what's next? Stefan De La Water says, if I ever buy a white car, I'm naming it Baymax. Baymax is a good oh, name. Oh, that's cute. That's a good name. So yes, we officially did it and went into the settings on my car oh, and she so officially good. named it Winter Soldier. Yeah, so nice. Because that was a great suggestion, Ray. That that's was a dope. really, so Anne's black car is called Moon Knight. That's the name and of the, the Winter app. Soldier. And the white one is the Winter Soldier. Think of a series. Moon yep. Knight and the Winter Soldier. The, it's, I'm telling you, we are writing the MCU for Kevin Feige <laughs> okay. as you speak. All right, what's the worst next? MCU. <laughs> John Redcorn says, Atlanta season three, March 24th, finally. Let's go. It's about damn time. I've been waiting a while for Atlanta to come back. Was it like a two-year gap or something? I, I, I think it might have been longer. But listen, but lo honestly, look at it. Obviously, um, You've got Gambino is super, super busy. Mm -hmm. But then Steinfeld, uh, Stanfield, he's become super hot in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And uh, Brian, what's, what's Brian's last Brian, name? Tyree T Henry. Tyree Henry. Yeah, he's doing Eternals and oh he's God, doing, I mean, yeah. all of them have become super busy. So, but yeah, it's about time they bring this show back. All right, what's next? Suthia says The Witcher season two, episode seven, Frangilla is a savage. Uh, oh yeah, Fringilla is a savage. Listen, I watched all of Witcher season two. Oh, you did? Step down from season one. Oh, no. Still liked it. Still liked it. Like, I, I enjoyed it. Like, I, I binged it all. I was enjoying it. I was having a good time watching it. Not as profound as season one, but I did enjoy season two. I think it's pretty solid. I think most people will like it. All right, what's next? Danny Sanchez says, thanks for recommending Resident Alien. Loved it. Guys, watch Resident Alien. It's hilarious. It's really, really good show. All right, what's next? Kai L. Wong says, Spider-Man gave me COVID. Oh, I'm assuming that means you might have gone to the theater and got it. Hmm. That's Don't laugh. Ann and I are talking about cutting back on, um, on going to the theaters. We were actually talking about spending Christmas Day since we're still going to be here in L.A., we we're talking about going to Universal's uh, Universal Studios Hollywood for Christmas Day, but I'm not so sure now. I'm I'm actually having second thoughts, so I don't know. We'll see. All right, what's next? Irrelevant and Beyond says, "For Ray, I know you're a gamer and like Docs. The history of Xbox Doc is on YouTube and is pretty fascinating. Watched it. Would recommend. <laughs> oh yeah, what's what's it good? Would recommend it if you haven't seen it yet. But oh well. <laughs> I watched it. It's great. It's great." It's I like, really like um, behind the scenes stuff on anything if done right. If done right. And this was done right? Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. I'll check that out at some point. All right, what's that next? Out. No, I don't even play games. Danny Sanchez says, Merry Xmas to the JCS family and its listeners. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you too, Danny. Merry Christmas. What's next? Elizabeth Gerardo says, saw the new Matrix last night. I don't know if it was the fever from my booster or if it was just me, but wow, that was bad. <laughs> I, I wish I could. I mean, I got to go get my booster in the next day or two, but I, I I don't even get to blame it on that. Yeah, it was, again, all I could, it was just hilarious as we're walking in and our our buddies are walking on they're laughing just turn around go back to your car man just go back to your car we should have listened we should have listened all right what's next ruben don galen jr says kumas Dukeo, ray john and kim even after no way home as much sorry as much as it satisfied my childhood shang chi is the best mcu project this year in my opinion oh it is to me too and by the way salamat for yeah. that um, yeah, it, it is for me too. Shang-Chi is the, the best. Well, it's not just the best MCU project. It's, I, I think it's the best comic book movie of the year. I still think it's the best comic book movie we've had since Logan. 
I mean, I wouldn't put it in the top three of all time, but I put it up there. I would add that it's probably, if not my favorite, one of the best introductions to a character oh, that I yeah. knew nothing about. Yeah. So if you were introducing a character into this world that I've already been surrounded by, then yeah, it was great. All right, what's next? TR Noir says, been a fan since last year. Second super chat. Thanks, just, TR. Just wanted to say, love the show. And remember, I may not be able to climb down a tree, but I fought Thanos. Okay, so I literally, hold on, let me see if I can bring this up. I put this up that on Twitter today. Um, <laughs> where, where is it? Oh, yes, there it is. So I put up uh, on Twitter today, uh, Hawkeye, I fought Thanos. Also Hawkeye, help. I don't know how to climb down a tree. <laughs> and, oh my God, it's got like, 4,600 likes. So I, somebody, some some celebrities must have retweeted this because normally I'll get like 900 to 1,000 likes. This has got like almost 5,000 <laughs> likes on it now. So yeah, it's Hawkeye. I fought Thanos. Also Hawkeye. Help, I can't climb down this tree. It was a big tree, man. Yes, it was a big tree, but it was a tree. <laughs> it should yeah. be able to climb yeah, down true, true, a tree. True, true, true. All right, anyway. What's next? Lemon Papu says, I can't wait for the John Campia show in the year 2156 with a digitally de-aged Ray Aura. You won't yeah. have to, man. <laughs> what? Yeah. Asians? The Asians don't age until like, well, that's not true. Like, Anne keeps telling me like, she's going to look like she's 22 probably until she's like 56. <laughs> there's a, there's, she's yeah, a there's a big drop off. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere. She hits 50, somehow. Woo. Yeah, at some point, she goes, I'm going to hit 56 and over. And she goes, I'm going to go to bed one night and I'm still going to look like I'm 22. And then you're going to wake up in the morning beside my mom. <laughs> like, literally literally like, looking like my mom. Hey, John. <laughs> so, all right. What's next? Uh, Jim Nelson says, thoughts on a de-aged Harrison Ford Han Solo rumors. I, I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. They've already got Alden Ehrenreich who can play it if they wanted to do that. Harrison Ford has no interest in playing, in playing Han Solo anymore. Yeah. So, look. I'm not in the boardroom of Lucasfilm. All right. I'm not there. I don't know. But I let's just put it this way. I'll be very surprised. That to me, that sounds like pure bullshit. Harrison Ford has had no interest in playing this character anymore. So I don't know. Who knows? Anything's possible. All right, what's next? Crashing Coyote says Matrix 4 was member berries done wrong, and Spider-Man No Way Home was a member berries done right. And these South Park post-COVID movies. Are brilliant. Oh, I need to finish it. <laughs> yeah, we, I saw, well, Ray and I together saw the part one, and then we got about halfway through part two. Yeah, I got to finish that today. Actually, I haven't I seen leave, the second part of it. Before I leave the place today. We got about halfway through part two. Oh my God, it's funny. Like, it's really, the, the Amazon Alexa stuff is so, I laugh every time they do the And gag. the way they sound so much older, but they still have the same sort of like. Mannerism? Like, yeah. Yeah. So it works really well. All right, what's next? Luis Enrique de la Pena says, good morning, everyone. John, you've always said mayonnaise is the jizz of the gods. Yes. <laughs> Suggestion, heat a flour tortilla on a griddle and spread a little bit of mayo or butter. It's the snack of the gods. Mm. Uh, I have done a little bit of mayo on a tortilla. I always, I've, I've actually Of course added, you freaking have. Of course I have. But I've added more stuff to it. Normally, I don't need it just alone, but that does sound tasty. I'm going to try that. I'm actually right. going to go make some right now. Ray's, Ray's. I'm going to step out and make it right now. <laughs> I don't know. Do we have tortillas? I'd say no, go we do don't. it. <laughs> All right, what's next? Fun Boy says, John, hope you make your way to Canada for Christmas. I won't Aww. be there for Christmas. Uh, Ann and I, we realize we're not going to be able to do it over Christmas. So we're going to go like mid to mid to late January. We're going to go. So we're, gonna, we're still going to count it as the holiday season back up home with my family. All right. Provided... 
you know, the pandemic doesn't start exploding and limiting travel and everything again. All right. What's next? Martin Prito sends in a $20 super chat. Thank you, Martin. John, after seeing Kingpin, I'm kind of worried about Daredevil. Hopefully the writers for Echo will do it justice. And your whole rant on the spoiler discussion had me laughing so hard. I don't even remember what the rant was, but um, yeah. By the way, we don't even know that D'Onofrio is going to be in the Echo show. I mean, we a lot of us are are expecting that he will be. But just to be clear, there has been nothing that says he's going to be in the show. Obviously, I'm thinking he's going to be in it. Most of us think he's going to be in it. But just to be clear, Marvel has never said, nor has Vincent D'Onofrio or anybody said that he's in the Echo show. So let's just be clear about that. Yeah, but let's see where that goes. All right, what's next? Al Renshaw says, love the Christmas light hair buns on Kim. I those. I mean, you came in with those and we're like, okay. I was afraid I was going to set my hair on fire, (laughs) but it's worth it to bring the holiday cheer. I'll take the loss. Okay. All right, what's next? Thuthia says, no way home had second biggest domestic Friday opening with 122 million. It is snuggled between Endgame with 157 million and force awakens with 119 million yeah and of course it became the second largest opening weekend of all time which in any era is stop the presses we need to appreciate this in the pandemic era it's unbelievable absolutely unbelievable all right what's next al renshaw says i don't believe that d'onofrio is actually dead i don't think anybody does i mean if even if you shot him on camera we'll all think he's still alive and they shot him off camera yeah he's still alive all right what's next Josie Reviews says, can we retitle Echo to Tracksuit Mafia in Russian accent? Let's go to Imagine Dragon or Maroon 5, bro. Hashtag Merry Christmas, Kim and Ray. I need to hear, bro. I need need to hear, hear, bro. I need to hear, bro. (laughs) It's classic. I need to hear, bro. (laughs) I don't know. Classic. (laughs) James O'Rourke says, can we just say Vinny D is a variant-ish? I think he is. I mean, not variant-ish. He's going to be very, very similar to what we got in Daredevil. But as Vincent said, there's clearly a lot of things that don't connect. If there are a lot of things that don't connect, then it's not the same. You can say it's kind of the same. You can try to play it. He tried to play it the same. But who knows what Kevin Feige is going to do? All right, what's next? Dan the Man says, happy holidays, guys. Love hearing everyone's takes. You're awesome. Kingpin and MCU got punked by classmates like the comics and Netflix. It was his father. I'm not quite sure I understand what Dan the Man is saying. Love hearing everyone's take. You're awesome. Kingpin and MCU got punked by classmates uh, like in the comics and Netflix it was just, oh, you're talking about the background of Netflix of uh, of Kingpin and how he got to be the way he is and all that kind mm, of stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, but 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 it should be pointed out there are also different origin stories for Kingpin in the comics. They've done different iterations before too. That's the thing about the comics. A lot of people say in the comics, yeah, but there are like three different versions of that, like the the, the Joker origin story. There's multiple Joker origins in the comics, right? So it's just something to keep in mind. All right, what's next? Ruben Donaglen says, did you see the cufflinks Easter egg in Hawkeye? The cufflink Kate snapped and the one we saw on uncle sleeve in episode three is the same in daredevil season one, episode eight. Yeah. We talked about that a couple of times again, but it's also the same actor playing him. And he also has a bald head and he's also wearing a white jacket. And yeah, so to me, that's just a really good detail. They should carry over regardless. All right, what's next? Mark Neto says Matrix Resurrection should rest in peace. Sadly tried, but it failed for me. And John, Miracle Whip rules. Yeah, I like Miracle Whip, man. I'm a Miracle Whip Hines. I'm good with all of it. But and yeah, it's I 
I didn't have expectations for Matrix, so I was still hoping it would be awesome. The trailers were incredible. Oh, but oh well. All right, what's next? Arturo Castro says, Hey, John, after three years of not being able to see my brother, we weren't able to see No Way Home together. But man, when I tell you, we broke down talking about it. Uh, I mean, look. That's so sweet. That is it's something special about a movie when you watch it and you come out and you can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. And it's not super rare, but it doesn't happen a lot. And Spider-Man No Way Home, like for me, Shang-Chi was one of those. Uh, West Side Story, I'm still thinking about to this day. I still can't believe how good that movie is. Best movie of the year still to me. But um, Spider-Man No Way Home, they just do a lot. I mean, some of the stuff they do, look, let's be, let's be honest. A lot of stuff they do in Spider-Man No Way Home is just kind of gimmicks. But gimmicks is not a dirty word. You can use gimmicks well, just like fan service. Fan service is not inherently a bad thing. If you use fan service right, it can be really effective and really good. And there's just a lot of these little stunts they pulled in it that just still have me thinking about how they pulled it off. So yeah, that's really, that's well said. All right, what's next? Cool Ranch says, last week, Haley Seinfeld joined Florence Pugh, Anya Taylor-Joy, and Zendaya in turning 25 this year. 2021 was a huge year for all of them, and I look forward to seeing them thrive in Hollywood for years. I, well, first of all, I think we've all known Florence Pugh is... She's going to be around a long time. Mm -hmm. I had no idea she was so young. Haley Steinfeld is amazing. Yeah. And she just keeps proving that all the time. Anya Taylor-Joy, I mean, between uh, the, the chess show, uh, wow. um, Queen's Gambit? Queen's no, Gambit. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, which she was incredible in. So she was incredible in the most recent, in Last, uh, Night, Last Night in Soho. Soho. She was incredible in that. I mean, this is turning out to be her year. She's going to be in the Mad Max prequel. Uh coming out oh yeah so that but i'll tell you what zendaya is one of the those who i thought all right she's cute it's cute it's adorable her her thing but i don't know that she's long for this business and then she did what's the damn hbo show euphoria euphoria which i i'm i don't really like euphoria to be honest with you but her performance in it is amazing amazing and then she's in the greatest showman mm -hmm. and she was i mean we already knew she could sing but she was <coughs> amazing in that and every time we see her now it's like yeah no i i, I put her right up there with florence Pugh and Haley steinfeld and anya taylor she's gonna be in this business a long time you can't and doubt she, her no more you can't doubt is. her no more yeah and at some point she's gonna have some trophies on her mantle Mm -hmm. I don't know if there'll be Oscars, but she's going to have more trophies on her mantle yep. and maybe, maybe even Oscars. I don't know. Like she's just proven it every single time she does an outing. All right. What's next? Donut has donut head says a guy in the no way home audience said it was his favorite Marvel movie. Then when the Sony logo came up, he booed. I don't understand that logic. <laughs> yeah, no, no people, people. It's like when something goes wrong in a Spider-Man movie, they instantly blame Sony. When something goes right, they instantly blame Marvel. <laughs> and I just laugh. I, all I do, I, I've stopped trying to talk to people with common sense when it comes to this. It's like anything good that happens is because of Marvel. Anything bad that happens is because of Sony. It's like, you, you know, it's 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 both, right? Like you do know. But anyway, I, I've just stopped giving up. It's like if people want to be kind of in the dark and stick their head in the sand about it, let them. 
But yeah, it is what it is. All right, what's next? Bobby Jackson says, Charlie Cox's Daredevil would have more movies and appearances than Kingpin. So I think more people want to see Charlie than Vincent for that reason. Uh, I, I think you're dead. I'll be honest with you, Bobby. I'll do respect my film loving brother. I think you're dead wrong. Like Daredevil's Daredevil. He's, he's the title character. More people want to see like Daredevil, of course. But I honestly think if you did a national poll and said, okay, Kevin Feige can only bring one of those two main Daredevil actors back. Either Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock or Vincent D'Onofrio as Wilson Fisk. I feel very confident that the people would vote for Vincent D'Onofrio. Charlie Cox is awesome in Daredevil. Vincent D'Onofrio changed the game. Again, I think he is one of those four or five people. Like, as great as Charlie Cox is as Daredevil, and I think he's wonderful as Daredevil, I don't think of him in the in the same breath as Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, uh, Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, as guys who are born to play those roles. Vincent D'Onofrio's in that conversation. He's in that conversation that this dude is born to play this role. He is so good as Kingpin. Charlie Cox is great, but he's not in that conversation. So I don't know. That's just, that's just my take on Bobby. And by the way, there never was a national poll. So I cannot say that definitively. I'm just saying I believe if there was a national poll, that's the way it would go. All right, what's next? That dude, Jake C says, hey guys, <laughs> love the show. I agree with Kim's Kingpin take. I think they just beefed him up and made him more comic accurate. I bet Daredevil will be able to take some slash do some more damage as well. I mean, but it wasn't just that. You, I mean, I watched that episode. I'm like, this is not the same guy. Look at who he's employing. Look at what he's surrounding himself with. Look at how he dress dresses. Look at even just the down things to his decor. When you go, again, look at me in the straight in the eye and say the kingpin in Netflix would employ the tracksuit mafia. Look at me with a straight face and tell me that that's what that dare, that kingpin would do. Of course he wouldn't. The kingpin from the Daredevil series would never employ the tracksuit mafia. Nor would he have bead curtains. Maybe he needed a discount on security. Maybe he needed bro discount. Bro discount. <laughs> Classic discount. Classic. <laughs> so I mean it's so it's it's a little bit it's a little bit more than that. I'm just but but who knows? Hey, we'll see. We will see. I'm not willing to bet a million bucks on it. Not not at all. I'm just oh, saying. Not yet, John. No, no I'm waiting for that million buck bet. Million buck bet. All right, what's next? James Argenta says Echo shooting Kingpin is straight out of the comics. Yes, it is. Kingpin survives the shot and is blinded. Kingpin will return in Echo, and Matt will be in She-Hulk and Echo. In my opinion, I mean, and all that is possible. Like, obviously, none of us really believe Kingpin died, except Ray. No, no, not now. After I heard that's what happened in comics, I took it back. But, still, but you, you thought it was the one and done, right? You thought yeah, it was the one and done. Yeah, just because it was like they put him in, he didn't do much, and then they they might as well just get rid of him at that point. Yeah, gunshot so. off screen, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he's clearly going to be there, and, and we'll see what they do with Charlie Cox. All right, what's next? Hulk smash your mom says post credit scene was a com was complete ass. Love you guys. I'm assuming he means from Hawkeye. And again, I like the musical clip. It just... You shouldn't have put it there as the post-credit scene, but I agree with that. All right, what's next? Paths Unwritten says, guy from a role 35 years ago returns. Don't care. I don't know what we're talking about. He's just about. saying the trend. It's it, like he's he's mocking the trend right now. Oh, mock, okay. Uh, okay. Michael Keaton coming back, you know, just oh, people coming back I see. to the role. All right. Well, I think a lot of people do care, but all right, what's next? Vault of the Future says, Holland is the Harrison Ford of this generation. No. Hmm. No. 
just flat out no. Wow. Harrison Ford was, besides being in American Graffiti and then having a long list of like incredibly, let, let's bring this up here. Um, listen, I like Tom Holland very, very much. You just heard me gushing about him. Is he Harrison Ford? Fuck no. Like he's not in the same conversation. <laughs> Like, not even remotely in the same conversation. Like, this is a guy who has done, besides two of the most iconic franchises ever in history, he is Han Solo and he is Indiana Jones. But outside of that, he's Rick Deckard in Blade Runner. He's John Book in Witness. He was in the Mosquito Coast. He was in Working Girl. I mean, it's been a beat since we've seen Working Girl, but how good was Working Girl? Presumed innocent, regarding Henry, Love Patriot the Games, well, The Fugitive, Clear well, and Present Danger, Sabrina. The I mean, I Air Force One. I mean, no, Tom Holland is not this but generation. What if he's? But what if he's talking about as in career longevity? We'll see him in a bunch of these movies, and he'll be good in all of them. Well, I mean, if you're thinking he could become that, yeah, someday, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought he was saying. If you're saying you think he could become that someday, like our next, our next. Harrison Ford. Maybe, but other than being very lucky to be cast as Spider-Man in a Spider-Man movie and showing that he's a very talented actor, like, you go down Harrison Ford's resume. It is iconic role after iconic role after iconic role after iconic role and two of the biggest roles in the history. You can't say Tom Holland's name in the same breath right now. I mean, and, and by you the think way, in 10 years, maybe, uh, maybe, I mean, but we got to see what happens in the next 10 years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's too, it's too early to ask that. I mean, you can't saying, ask that right now. No, no, no. But we could be saying that about Gal Gadot in the next 10 years, like in the next 10 years, maybe she becomes. So I just think right now, as much as I love you guys always hear me gush about Tom. Oh Holland. yeah. Tom Holland's like one great. of the best actors today. I love him. I think he's fantastic, but is he, should he be in the same breath career wise as Harrison Ford? No. Do you no, see him walking that line, though, towards that from what his choices? I know he's made no. some bad choices, but those bad choices, he's always been good in. Yeah, he's, he's shown talent, but there are a lot of actors who have shown a lot of talent that are really good. But and, and there are many of those actors today. Can we say can you say could they become the next Harrison Ford? Sure. You can say that for a lot of them, including if you want to say could could he possibly become that? Maybe. Is he, should he be in that conversation right now? No, he shouldn't, he shouldn't be in that conversation right now. I, at least I don't think so. And I say that as, as somebody who's totally loves the guy. I can't wait to see him in Acting wise, acting wise, you think they're not similar the in a way? No, they're no, not, no, 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 no. He's not in the same league as Harrison okay. Ford yet. No, no, no. He's very good. He's very good, but he's not in the same league as Harrison Ford as an actor. Not gotcha. yet. Gotcha. Not yet. All right, what's next? Orlando Orego says, can't believe Spider-Man is at 700 million, almost to 1 billion. You know what? It might even be more than that. Wow. No, someone just uh, posted in the chat. It was like 861. So crazy. Let me, I'm going to go to Box Office Mojo right now and just take a quick peek. I got to say, uh, I saw it again last night. I got to see it one more time. And my theater was full in the middle of the week. Actually, the theater I was planning to go to, I, I didn't get my tickets in the time. It was totally full. So we had to go to a completely new theater. Um, which I, I'm that not was surprised. Tuesday night. Uh, I just, I will point out, okay, so officially right now, it's at 751 million. Oh, I thought some. Okay. I, I saw some other people say 800. They may be getting that from another source or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, but, and it very well could be. But for now, technically speaking, officially the line is 751 million. It's still great, right? And which is, no, it's not great. It's freaking 
amazing. That's already <laughs> surpassed some things. Yeah, right? it's going to be past a lot of stuff. So it's closing in on a billion real fast. All right, what's next? Hayden Wilson says the fight between Peter and Goblin at Happy's apartment was so. Uh, and we should have just passed by that. Anyway, oh. just keep next one. All right, advice from Paul Fike. In the words of the, sorry, this is from Ron Frazier. In the words of the immortal coach, Erm Edwards, don't press send. <laughs> People have to think before they tweet. Love the show, guys. That, yeah, again, I, I think all these celebrities should absolutely hire a social media manager who, when they want to draft something to post, it goes to their social media manager first, who can then hit, yeah, that's harmless, and hit send, or call their the person, their boss back oh, and say, yeah. hey, you know, just want you to take a breath, and did you really think about posting this? And that's something Paul Feig probably shouldn't have posted. All right, we got time for like one or two more, and then we got to wrap it up here. What's next? Ben Rayner says, I think I'm on an island alone. I liked Matrix 4, and I'm sorry. I liked it as a best sequel to a four. I know I'm in the vast minority. I'll hide now. You're not in the vast minority. The, uh, the majority like the film so far. I mean, that's the reality of it. The majority like the film. I think it's terrible, but that's just me. I'm just one voice and one opinion. We all have different opinions about movies. That's the beautiful thing about mm -hmm. them. So, yeah, I mean, if you like it, you like it, man. And you're actually in the majority, not the minority on this. All right. Last one for the day. What's next? Peter Cunnington says Matrix has 68% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it must be good. <laughs> well, it doesn't mean it's good, but what it does mean is, and by the way, it has almost identical audience rating, which means that if you go to see it, if you're a random person, you go see it, there is a better than decent chance that you'll probably like it. Even though I think it's terrible, that's just the way it hit me and the other 32% of people. But at 68%, that just means the odds are in your favor. The odds are you'll probably like it, or you might end up in the 32% like me and be somebody who doesn't really like it. But yeah, so we'll have to see. All right, guys, listen, there are a couple of more in there that we just don't have time to get to right now. So we'll pick up on those tomorrow because tomorrow I'll be going solo and we'll just have a lot of time to catch up on all these. So that'll do it. For today's installment, the December 23rd edition of the John Campia Show, thank you guys so much for being here and being a part of our day. And by the way, big special thank you to all you guys who sent in the questions and who sent in the live comments. Number one, because you gave us great fun things to talk about. But number two, you gave us, uh, you supported the channel as you did it. And all of us here at the John Campia Show, thank you guys so very much. For your support want to say thank you to kim and we're not going to see you until after christmas no. so uh where can people follow you with your lit up hair i think you should wear those every day thank you ding 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 uh happy holidays you guys can find me on instagram at was good kimberly please be safe out there as you enjoy yourself and of course beside her ray Ray, where can Man people find you playing next? By the way, what does that say? Pull up your sweaters a little bit. What does it yeah, say? your sweaters. Dope. Achievement unlocked. Purchased ugly Christmas sweater. This is like what pops up when you do an achievement on the Xbox. Yeah. yeah so um, Ray Aura with a zero in, uh, in replace of the O instead of the O. And of course, you guys can follow me on social media, on Instagram and on Twitter. Right there, you can see it at John Campia. That'll do it for us for today, guys. Don't forget, I'll be back again tomorrow. That'll do it for now. My name's John Campia. And until next time, my friends, bye-bye. <laughs>